Hey guys, brand new podcast. Uh, I'm on the road, Birdie Boy Relapse Tour. We have we have started our 2022 dates coming up now. Um, 2022 is that the right year? Yeah. I that well, 2020 just isn't a real year to me. Neither is 2021. They're, they're not real years. Um, you know, I wasn't going to celebrate my birthday in 2020. Why? So I was like, oh, it's not a real year. Didn't count. Time went by different. I'm ready to start drinking. Today's a great podcast. I have I've had Jason Ellis on a bunch, but I had Tony Hawk. I didn't realize how into Tony Hawk my daughters were. They were freaked out that I was had Tony Hawk here. Yeah, I kind of freaked out too. You, you did too. <laughs> I don't know if um. By the way, I'm a I'm a big skateboarding fan. As you as you'll learn to know about me, is that the right sentence? Um, I'm a fan of a lot of things that I don't do very well, like. Uh-huh skateboarding i love skateboarding i've loved skateboarding for a long time i grew up skateboarding but i'm not very good at it i can't rail slide i i can't even really ollie i mean i can ollie but it doesn't look good i can't kick flip i can't do anything can't drop into a ramp but i love i have a bunch of skateboards i love skateboarding everywhere i'm sure you know that about me um i always buy skateboards whenever i'm on set somewhere i'll buy a skateboard and fuck around on a skateboard it's a great way to burn calories it's not what the guest today our guest didn't just get into skateboarding to burn calories um, they are both professional, ex-professional or professional skateboarders, mm-hmm. and they have a podcast called Hawk versus Wolf. It was a fun fucking podcast. It is not an interview. It, you know, it made me relook at the, how I want this podcast to work. Um, because I, I like interviewing someone like Amanda Knox. I have a good time doing that. But, and then sometimes when I have like fellow comics on, I will just talk over them. And, and this was like a fun, I wish we were partying type podcast. And I, and I kind of thought, two people's the key. I want to move forward and do more two people. So if there's two people you want to see on the podcast, hit me up and I'll see if I can get them. Preferably two people that live in L.A. Good fucking luck. <laughs> anyway, it's a great podcast. Uh, Jason showed up with like broken oh, right. ribs. Jason just broke his ribs. Fucking bleeding all over the he chair. bleeding all over the chair. <laughs> I gave him a couple pills. He did not die. Um. Tony was like that, man. That was a fucking wipeout. Yeah. Uh, it was, it, it, I think it was a great podcast. Don't you think, Halston? Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and for the first time ever, I got someone to sign something for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got Tony Hawk to sign a board. It's fucking Tony Hawk. He is our Kelly. He's, he's skateboarding. He's Kelly Slater. He's got Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. He is the best that ever did it. And, and Jason Ellis has, by the way, Jason Ellis is, has a fantastic podcast on his own, the Jason Ellis show. He's, I, I follow everything they do on the podcast on, on Jason does a bunch of different podcasts. So find them on the podcast app that you love. Follow both of them. Listen to Hawk versus Wolf. It's the two of them together are fucking hilarious and they have such history. They've known each other for like 30 fucking years. Um, but I hope you like the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, my friends, Jason Ellis and Tony Hawk. Sweet. Tell me about the, tell me about the spill. The one. <laughs> my knuckles. Oh shit! My knuckles hit first, and I smack my elbow into my ribs, and I something's like. Oh, and your elbow's cut too. Is it? Yeah. Do you yeah, basically worry? did a backflip into a pool, so empty sorry. swimming pool. Is there a video one of it? Of the rough, yeah. That's yeah. all that matters. Right. Contents <clears throat> king. Contents king. I got it. <laughs> You got yeah. I had a little GoPro in the corner. I felt so, I was either going to do something cool or eat shit. 
<laughs> Dude, I, can I tell you, I haven't been on a skateboard since my surgery. Wait, you skate? Come on, bro. You kind of come on, bro, bro on bro, me bro. with your skateboard. First of all, let me let me start Wait. this and tell you guys. You can't, Don't come on me. Okay? I listened to your first podcast you guys did. When you talked about being a fan of his before you knew who he was, before anyone knew anything about skateboarding. So I, look, I'm going to I'm gonna out myself in this. Is, so I, uh, Back to the Future comes out, yeah. right? And so Eric Nuppel and Kai Fernstrom are like, hey, man, you should try skateboarding. And, I, and we had tried it. We had the little skinny boards when I was in like, first grade and Trent Arnold had one and I was good at it. I could go down his driveway and turn the corner. Then they bring out this big fat, uh, uh, Sims. Who is Sims? Billy Sims. Is that a guy? Uh, Tom Sims, but no, who's Billy then Billy Ruff, Billy Ruff. Wow. Yeah. GNS Billy Ruff board with the, I think it had like drips or something. And so, yeah, I don't know. Billy Ruff. And so they show me a Billy Ruff board. So I'd go up, at Kai Fernstrom's house, I go up a ramp, not not tilted, just a straight ramp, and down it, and I'm obsessed. I'm fucking obsessed. Tell my mom, I think I'm pretty sure I'm going to be a skateboarder. And so there's, is what was cool about what you guys were talking about. There was one skateboard shop in Tampa. It was in it was Temple Terrace, and they had a fucking half pipe in it. Sweet. And so you go in there, and they've got. I'm I'm memories always hard when you're you know this old, but like maybe ten boards. And you're like so in Tampa, in Tampa, not, not the skate park of Tampa, not skate park of Tampa. That was there's a skate skate park downtown Tampa, but no one really went there. No, no, no. There, there's a there's a place called Spot Skate Park of Tampa. This is probably thirty <clears throat> five years ago. Thirty. No. Yeah, maybe they weren't open yet. No. Yeah. No. And so we go in and I remember looking and that was like there was the guy who had the triangle board. Not us. Was that who it was? No, I said it was fast. They sat. I remember Lance Mountain was one. Yep. I remember <laughs> I just skated, skated Lance just yeah. now for real dude shredding he's shredding now here's my yeah. question is he Christian what's that got to do with it seems uh, like it seems like a lot of skaters go Christian like go find uh, God he, he has been yeah, from the get-go yeah. oh for real yeah. yeah oh for real yeah, yeah. interesting yeah so 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 then so then I, we go and we watch people skate a half pipe and I'm fucking but you know you're a kid so your mom's like I've got to go I've got shit to do Watch these dudes skate a half pipe. I'm fucking blown away. And I got uh I got a I got a Billy Ruff board because that was the only board I knew that I could ride. And even just like before you knew anything, then went on to the Christian Hasoy. And then uh we get skateboards throughout, but when skateboards went to what you guys ride now, that kind of it, it was like such a step up in knowing how to skate, meaning like it, it wasn't comfortable and wide and smooth and easy to get from one place to another. I think I was more like you. I liked going fast and carving around and then things got real technical. People got way better. And to keep my job, I had to learn these new things that were kind of foreign to my body because I had an old school upbringing of skateboarding. I was more of a, I wanted to be like him. Like 80, yeah. He was the only person from that era that ollied into stuff. Everybody else did this vert thing that yeah. you do. Yeah. And then kickflip indies, showed up and everyone starts doing flips and grabbing their board and i'm like okay so things have to change i remember the first ollie i ever saw richie alonzo did it and i was we were skating down the street and he was like i go what the fuck are you doing yeah that's a game changer when people see that like what how did you did, it can't stuck to your feet what just happened so yeah so i lose skateboarding i moved to new york find longboarding after college move find longboarding come back to la my buddy croy goes let's get back into skating I'm like fucking 30 and i go for real and he goes yeah why not? It's fun as shit. We never not we never stopped loving it. Yep. We just everyone stopped doing it. 
So we bought skateboards and I have had a skateboard in my house, if not five or 10 at all times ever since. And I will not get onto my board since my surgery. By the oh. way, I suck skateboarding. It should, I mean, let's he's be fair. A, I suck skateboarding. A, he got a really bad, he's, um, I tore the he, tendons and retracted the, the muscle. Oh. It's shrunk. Like he, he lost arm, like yeah. muscle definition big time from having it. Was one of the things where the balls up in one area. It balls up in your tricep. Yeah. How so is we, it? Lance, good. Lance had that. It's only an inch smaller. Lance Mountain that had it like right there. And then just got the surgery and got it to work uh, I think he just went, he just, just went on with his life. That's more like Lance. I got a couple of fighter friends that have half a bicep from tearing it. And, and dudes don't even care. Some One guy didn't get the surgery. Uh, a friend of Eddie Jackson that I train with all the time. And he hates that so much that when he tore this one, he got the surgery. Really? Because he hates the half a bicep. He said it's not as strong as the other arm. So so that's the first question I wanted to talk to you because I have a fear of skateboarding right now. I will not get, I won't even get on a bike right now. Like, because I'm afraid, once I got hurt at 48, I was like, and I've never really been seriously hurt. I mean, I fell off a waterfall and shit like that. But like, but like, I was like, I was like, I'm not fucking, I'm not. <laughs> was, the, was the plan to dive off the waterfall? No, it was to repel and I got cocky and then the Lord flipped me upside down and drowned me and waterboarded me and I let go of the rope and I zipped like 20 feet onto my back Then oh. had to crawl 210 feet on my hands and knees, legs not working out of a fucking ravine. It was horrific. How hurt were you? Very hurt, but uh, I'm fine now. Yeah. Got addicted <laughs> to Oxy. That hurt. The So, so. But how do how like what so what's the rebound on an injury and what are injuries you guys have had? Because I was that when I was listening to that podcast, I was like, I want to go through their injuries. Yeah, well, that's the one thing I could probably beat him in is getting hurt. <laughs> you you fuck yeah, way more hurt than him because he's really good and I'm you know what I mean not as good but, but see, willing to go. You've got that short muscle fiber in your brain that the kids that go fucking balls off a hill snowboarding, you're like, I don't have that. You've got that. It's the same thing that got you into drugs and alcohol. The yeah. same thing that you live reckless. And never have I thought of you as a reckless person. Even when you were doing 720s, never was I like, yeah, that's his brain. <laughs> um, I, well, I'd say calculated risk, you know, more methodical, but definitely always looking at what, what could be next or what, what would be more extreme, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I always approach tricks with a sense of a, a breakdown of it, more like a methodical approach where I know I have this piece of it. I know I have this piece of it. If I can combine them, I can probably do it. And it wasn't just like, let's just see what happens. Yeah. And there are plenty of guys a, to do by that. By the way, yeah. See, <clears throat> yeah. I have your, I always had your calculatedness about anything. And I, mine pivoted for my majority of when I was athletic was snowboarding. Cause I was, I was, I was in your college and stuff, but I never, I got, the wind knocked out of me once, and I was like, I think I'm done hitting jumps. I mean, it depends how much you love it, really. Because to me, I don't like it, but I don't know how to live without it. So I'm like, well, that sucked. But what am I going to do? I, it, what am I going to do if I don't do that? Two hours ago, he and I are skating this backyard pool up here at Pink Motel. You might have heard of it. Like, it's yeah, yeah. a pretty legendary yeah. skate spot. And we got permission to skate it. And I told Jason, hey, before we do a broadcast, want to go to Pink Motel? Yeah, let's go. And he basically did a backflip into the pool. Like his, he went over the coping. He can backflip laugh, in okay. <laughs> and then hit the bottom and it looked like a car wreck. <sighs> and it, I didn't look, it looked like he either broke his wrist or, or his, just look at his fingers and probably <sighs> fractured or bruised or, or, or 
at the very least bruised, there. maybe broke a rib. It's up there. And this is this is what I I, I said. Hey, look, we you know we can get painkillers. What's that? Yeah, I do. Can you give me? Of course, one? I do. Yeah, I got the I got the ones I had from <clears throat> surgery. Oh, you do. Hey, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew. Is Andrew still here? Are we going to see the effects of it probably in real time? It, by the way, I, yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm really talkative. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're the shitty ones. I didn't get the good ones. They wouldn't I'm scared shitless of you being really funny right now. Because I'm like, don't laugh too but much. But I got to tell you that, that it, and, and to his credit, I said, look, we, we can try to reschedule. It's not, you know, it's not, it doesn't have to be today. For me, I, I'll come up and he, yeah. he's like, no. He goes, I'm not, I'm, not missing, he goes I'm not missing Birdcast. <laughs> I'm not missing Birdcast, even if I lost my arm. <laughs> no, I, I said leg. If my leg was off, I'd be like, put it back on after the Burt cast. Because I'm not missing this shit. Dude, I've loved I've loved watching your journey. Like like post XM, serious XM. Right, I, I've loved it. And I love that you guys are working together. I love it. I you. love it so much because as a, as a I've, I've been a fan of Jason's for a long time. I became a real family. had the trifecta day when he won an MMA fight and... Oh, and raced cars. It, yeah. it was a game changer. It looked, I, I literally looked at it and I went, yeah, why am I not going hard as fucking life? Like, why am I not? You go so hard. It's ridiculous. What I'm are you going, talking about? I'm going, yeah, but no, but I wasn't. I feel like I was just phoning it in until then. <laughs> and then I saw that and I was like, I'm going to really challenge myself. I'm running the LA Marathon. I'm going to fucking, no training. I can do it. And, are you still and, running five miles every day? Dude, I am back hard as fuck. I'm, guy, I'm at the point now where I'm, I'm benching because I'm not supposed to do bench, but I'm like benching it every time I'm waiting here. Snap, snap, snap like yeah but you're all right i think i'm fine now and so but i i wonder <laughs> i always wonder like how how you deal with injury and then the recovery and then when they say when i'm going through recovery now when they go hey you should stay off it for a month there is that brain you divide that in half you, yeah. that's, that's how we do it for <laughs> yeah. sure so wait, right yeah because they go over the top because yeah. they don't want to get sued really yeah yeah if you hurt yourself a lot you know like when, I followed your advice and I, and so, and especially if, when you're so gunning to get back out there yeah. and, and you want to get active, the, the sooner you're active with those kinds of types of injuries, the more it heals, you know, not, not that you're putting it at risk, but just that you're in motion and you're getting blood flow and, and that stuff really helps and it accelerates it. And so, yeah, whenever a doctor says like, oh, you're not going to skate for this long, I usually divide it in half. Yeah, I've had a bunch of doctors tell me that I'll never skate again, maybe five times. Really? Maybe the first two times I went for it, it made me cry when I left the hospital. And then I fucking skateboarded again. And I was, wait, I was like, wait, these guys yeah. are full of shit. Yeah. Like, I, I know a doctor skateboarding. I don't know everything, but I've broken like over 20 bones. I kind of know which one's broken. I know how long it takes to uh, heal it. And if you tear your MCL or your PC, like I know which one I tore and doctors get pissed when you, you can't say it. You go in, you go, I hurt my knee. If you say I tore my MCL, they go, Oh, Oh, Oh really? Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I've done it like four times. Like, I, asked, I asked the doctor before my surgery. I said, um, he goes, I said, do I need surgery? And he goes, no, nah, you can just have a baby arm the rest of your life. And I go, well, is this surgery? You're not gonna have to put me under. And he goes, no, no, no. We put an apple in your mouth. He goes, you fucking, what? like <laughs> his bedside manner was so, bad and then i quit <laughs> drinking because i was getting ready for the surgery okay and then i called my anesthesiologist he's like bro i put crackheads under he was like have a fucking cocktail he's right. like you might die tomorrow have a drink man enjoy your family I put crackheads under <laughs> he was great man he said to me he goes uh what music do you want to go under to and i was like huh? and he's awesome he was so great i told him 
just so you know, I'm not counting backwards from I got tickets to sell in Colorado. Yeah. So I'm doing Red Rocks. So uh, I'll be count I'll be promoting my Red Rocks date as you put me under. <laughs> and he was like, for real? I say, Oh yeah, yeah. So um How far'd you get? I got the whole readout and then and then I told him oh, Jimmy Buffett was there the next night and my and my nerve blocker went in and I dropped the phone. And so it landed on my chest. And so I got the whole audio. Nice. Thank God. Yeah. Well, do you see Steve O and Danny Way do the Yeah. Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> no, that makes me uncomfortable as fuck. How I long ca- how long can you fight it? Because you know that? your Steve O's just hurting his brain somehow. Like- the craziest thing about that one is Steve O is a sober guy and Steve O is not even hurt. Like Steve O went there to to make sure that his neck didn't get any worse. So he says, because it's bioaccelerator, this place in Columbia. I know all about it. I'm all about recovery, bro. Dude, stem cells over there. I'm going back in uh, May, I think, because they hook it up and it's. He keeps trying to pull me in. Yeah, I'm like. But do you have any lasting in? Yes, he does and denies it. Do you hurt when you get out of bed? No, but my neck is super stiff. I'm the guy that when when you call me over here and I go, oh, and and you'll say, oh, something wrong with your neck? Yeah, 40 years of whiplash. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So wait, so what is it? What does your neck feel like? Does it, is it just It's stiff? just tight. Like I feel like I kind of have to release it every once in a while. And I can't really turn all the way, but it is from can't all that. Can't really turn all the way. And he could go to Columbia and get the stem cells, but he doesn't want to do it. See, that's... That, that sorry. seems... <laughs> seems excessive. Well, I mean, that that's a pretty certain answer there that it's just going to all work itself out all at once well there's there's people like uh jason and rogan who are willing to try everything they're it's willing not, to, they're like I'm they're not, like hey you know you need to try you know you need well, to try i, uh, I appreciate to- that and and it, it's not and, and i'm not and i'm not against it in any sense but yeah. i do feel like there's a there's a whole narrative that it's the magic pill like boom everything's good well, it's fine. not a hundred percent but it's like <clears throat> 75 80 and when you've got your shit run out to about 15% and they get it back up to 80, I recommend it to anybody who gets hurt. Really? Yeah, because it. What I had a, like, I've got injuries where I can't use my limbs as good as I used to. Mm-hmm. So I get those injected and they get tighter and they hold on better. Like my knees are would wobble. And then with those injections, it tightened my knees up. So they don't, they're not as prone to like snap off now because they hold tight. But yeah. I had chronic shoulder pain from, many years of breaking shoulders and dislocating and then throwing jabs from my boxing stuff. So it ached all the time, not when I heard it. That was what, that's that would when send I got- me there. See that, that's the thing is I can function with this uh-huh. yeah. and I can do the things that I expect to do or that I want to do. So I don't have something that's ailing me so uh-huh. much. that's preventing me from doing the things I need to do. But if I did, I'd probably follow him there. So wait, so how hard do you go when you skate? Scale of one to ten. Say the day I saw the I remember I remember watching you do the seven twenty, not live, but the first time I saw it on TV, I oh, remember 900. watching that. Or nine hundred, I'm sorry, yep. nine hundred. Um I remember watching the nine hundred. How hard do you go on a scale of one from that day to, to where you are where you at today? Oh. That day's uh, a ten, obviously. If that was day it was a ten, I'd probably go like seven, yeah. seven, eight, maybe. I mean he does He's older, so but I feel like in demos and stuff, like he'll turn it up. Wait, how old are you? Fifty three. Really? Yep. How come we never did drugs or alcohol? Uh, <laughs> mostly because I saw how it affected my peers. Really? Yeah. Was because it pretty? Pretty? Because you guys. I could just about tell even bit. even through the eighties, I could tell that the, the the guys that were partying a lot, their skill set would start to fall, and 
all like I love skating so much. It was like that. There was nothing that was going to keep me from doing my best the next day. Really? And I and I watched how it how it negatively affected the the people that I grew up with, who I respected their skating as well, and how they couldn't hold on to that skill set. And that was it. That was that was that was the whole drive for me. So funny. I'm the exact opposite. Yeah. Well, that's why we know each other because yeah. I drank and then I had to get into podcasting because I couldn't beat them. Oh, these are. I probably should not do this on, on <laughs> fucking. These are hydrocodone, acetaminophen, five three hundred twenty-five milligram. It sounds good. Give me two. It should be fine. <laughs> the um, so uh, yeah, but to answer your question, he, he, like he's had sustained injuries, but don't had... do drugs though, but because <laughs> it's not good, okay. <laughs> But but was it very visible to see, like the first, you don't have to say their name or you can, I'm sure it's probably someone that you know. The first person you saw where you went like, like, oh shit, that really is affecting their skating. Um, and how old were you? I, I was uh, in my late teens and, and there were a few skaters that everyone seemed to have this window of, of success in those days. And they would they would come and go, but but they would have a, a good run of of competing maybe, and then shortly after they would just not be competing as well. And it was and it was you could tell it's because they were partying. Yeah, um, I mean, but but in the most extreme version was was Christian Osoy, who right. famously went to went to jail and yeah. got clean. But I follow him on Instagram. I watched him. I mean, I watched him live fall into that, and and I watched how he just couldn't skate anymore yeah and he thought he could yeah which was kind of more sad we all did that was the other thing like he didn't know that everybody in skateboarding knew because he'd do demos where he couldn't skate yeah we were so used to him just being this freak like a miracle person the the aerials were the thing that he did that made him look like he was born to be a skateboarder he was set apart from everyone yeah with his aerials and style and then that was gone and it was super apparent and he was like, "Yeah, man, like we're still going." He, I told him, I've told him like three times. He was on, he was on our show. He yeah. introduced himself to me three times in a demo. He was like, "Ellis, no way!" And then like five minutes later, on the other side of the deck, "Ellis, how you been?" And I'm like, "What the fuck is going on with him?" Yeah. And then, you know, he told us the story on the podcast where you know he got so into it that he just didn't know about the. He world. was just on the lamb too. Because he had all these bench warrants, so he was just he's running, hiding running for years. For, he for said years. five years. That that's what I love about you guys together. Because there are these guys. Uh, I, I used to call them like YouTube deep dives. Like Gator, he was a very popular, mm. very popular, and, and is he? He's in jail now, right? Yeah. And and where you just go, like I'm fucking dying to know what happened. I mean, and you guys are the generation that was. You were the gener. You were the. I'm trying to think of the right way to say this. You were the sophomore generation of the sport, or maybe the junior generation of the sport. He was meaning meaning like, meaning like there was there was an skateboarding. Once you guys showed everyone how to make money doing it, then all of a sudden the next generation was like, mom and dad, I can make I can pay bills doing this. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Lance talks about that a lot too. That as as strange as it was, we were the ones who somewhat pioneered how to actually do it for a living. And it wasn't because we were striving for that. It just sort of fell in our lap. And then we figured it out as we went. But absolutely, yeah, we were we were the first ones to to <laughs> be doing it for a career. 
at what point did at what point did someone pull you guys aside and go okay hold on one second one second we can monetize the whole fucking board we got a board we got trucks we got bearings we got wheels there's we no got- way a skateboarder came up with that idea yeah no it wasn't. Was, like, when was the first time you guys when was the first time you guys because i'm i want to i want to transition into i want to <sighs> celebrate skate shops i want to i want to talk about what makes a skate shop beautiful what makes it perfect what the best skate shops you've ever been to but but that's it's an interesting question because there when i i remember going in and the guy goes what trucks do you want and i remember when being a child going like mom <laughs> like i mean do you remember that because you had to well you I, had but, to have but, bought boards before that was even a thing yeah but i was looking in the magazines and then i would just pick my favorite skaters and and emulate their setups Crazy. I mean, you got to pay your dues, you know, <clears throat> yeah. you got to go in there with your mom and get the wrong setup and then learn that when you get to the bowl of the skate park and everyone's like, what's up with your board? Coop? Yeah. And you go, oh, I shit. got, I got my, my dad got me a pro class skateboard in the clearance bin at JCPenney. See, it happened. He, he, <laughs> that was my point. first uh, of new skateboard that yeah. I had. I brought it to the skate park and people were just like, are you serious with that thing? Yeah. It's like, yeah, what? And then. <laughs> One of my first runs, the hardware broke. So oh, the truck okay. was like flying off and I had learned my lesson. Uh, I remember I had too many, uh, what were the bushings? Things, the, the things between the, tr- the bushings, the trucks and the board, the rubber riser bit? pads. I had too many riser pads. Oh, oh yeah. Oh wait, you had two, you had more than one riser pad? Like fucking three, I think. You went one inch. And I remember I was like, I was like above everyone when like, why am I so big on my board? You're a monster truck. Yeah. yeah. But it was, the but it, the guy was like, trust me, you can carve deeper with these. And I was like, oh, good. That's what I need. <laughs> Fucking. Yeah. My favorite thing now is, is my favorite thing is to go into skate shops. I do this all the time. Just, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, this is my favorite gangster move is when you're on set of a movie or a TV show, just call a skate shop and go fix a board for me. Just pick out everything you'd want. I'm having, a, I'm going to have a PA come over and pick it up. And the guy goes, any, any, I, I I love welcome. Do they decks. give you ceramic bearings? Uh, <laughs> dude, I got ceramic one. bearings are 150 a set. Yeah. Uh, I got, I got one board. Uh, it's a welcome deck. I couldn't tell you what everything else is on it, but man, it must have ceramic bearings. Cause I was like, Oh, by the way, I'm an old man. Okay. And you, it's better than my long board. You give one <laughs> push and I could push all the way to my daughter's school. Yeah. On one kick. Just, Oh, so my, my, I'm notorious for giving my setups away, my complete boards, you know, I give them up for, for charity or I'll do like a thing on Instagram where I'll hide it somewhere and say, you know, go find it. Yeah. Um, and I'm sponsored by bones wheels and bones bearings. And they stopped giving me ceramics because of that. <laughs> because guy, I give them away too much. This guy gives his board away so much that, uh, the brand new board with the brand new bushings. So your board to me doesn't work correctly. You have to wear it in. That's yeah. my jam that's the only skateboard that he rides yeah because he really? gives away his board after demos so much that he his favorite board is brand new trucks with brand new bushings i can't i i'm down i'm 50 percent as good with brand new bushings and he's no that's how i need it it when it's ready to go and ride that's when he gives it to a kid i'm probably the only one that does that though because no one is running everyone it's, everyone keep people keep their trucks for 10 years because yeah, once you've got it the way you want it, you don't yeah. want to fuck with it, and he only fucks with it. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't skate enough anymore to ever change out anything on my. I've never wear it down enough. Well, it's only 
if you're cruising around going to pick up your kids from school, then you can have brand new bushings. But yeah. when you're doing like, you know, 30 mile an hour on a 12 foot ramp and you're not that good anymore and you want everything to be perfect, <laughs> because if it's not, you fucking get hurt. I bled on your couch, by it's the okay. way. Sorry, dude. That's, you're wearing it in. That's the most important thing. Okay. Well, then, yeah. yeah. Look at your knuckles. Yeah, I know, man. You told me, hey, man, come skate the pool before the birdcast. And I'm like, of course I will. This pool in my backyard that we have now was empty for a long time. So I'm like. That's why we came. <laughs> yeah. I it was still Wait, you didn't put water in it, did you? <laughs> no, we put water in it, finally. But uh, I, uh, I a couple times brought a board in there, but it was not a pool you're meant to skate. It was oh, yeah. It's too deep. So if you got in the thing, it was like taking, it was like fucking digging a hole. Like you went, and shit that's my diet tea um but uh so i, tr I tried it a couple times but it, there's i just i'm not that guy i'm not that guy i never was that guy as a kid like dropping in on anything the closest i ever came well i was like skating a lot and i was doing a show for travel channel and there was this skate park in oh butler ohio uh, it's this big adventure summer camp and they had a skate park and i was like oh i'm fucking going hard as fuck and it had just rained and I knocked the wind out of myself in front of a bunch of children who could not stop laughing. <laughs> Dude, I've had the best wipeouts. I knocked the wind out of myself in front of four black kids that were outside of my house. I say kids, they were like teenagers. Do you remember? Do you remember the um the couches where you'd fill them with the air and catch them, and then that would be your air couch? What? No. Okay. Halston, can you pull up air couch? So there were these couches that were you'd you'd it was on Instagram, you'd like fill them with air. And there, the one in the middle on the pictures. On the, that's it. That's it. That's the left one too. Left one too. So you'd all you do is they'd you'd those are two tubes, inflatable tubes. Oh. But they have it where you can just open it up. Oh and yeah, real quick, sing it. Yes. If yeah. you're on the beach and then pop it up and then you got a couch. Yeah, yeah. So I buy one. Me and my daughter <laughs> take it out to the front yard, and I can't get running fast enough to fill it with air. <laughs> so I go, don't worry, I'm gonna do it on my skateboard. And now there's, I used to live on a very public, like by a Starbucks and everything. Four, four like teenage black dudes are sitting on the curb drinking Starbucks and they see this guy with this old white guy shirtless with this tube on his skateboard like pays down trying to fill with air and I directly in front of them board shot out from underneath landed on my back and knocked the wind out in front of them more importantly the things inflated I have it above my head and I'm looking in their face maybe five feet going <laughs> all the noise and they are crying laughing <laughs> scrambling for their phones oh no and i was it couldn't have made things worse but uh but i don't know i don't know what the point of the story was but anyway. it was a good story yeah it, thanks that was that you're was also a great skateboarder just trying to bond I'm with the skates i'm horrible i'm horrible i won't uh, but so let's talk about skate parks or not skate parks i want to talk about skate shops yeah because he's got a skate shop where where no way See, there are a couple things I always stop at. Boot barns, always stop at a boot barn. Uh, uh, any hat shop, I'll always stop at a hat shop. Uh, sneaker shops, always stop at a sneaker shop. Um, How do you get anywhere? What? I know I can't. Well, I'm on the road a lot. I got nothing to do. Uh, sporting goods stores, I'm always in a sporting goods store. <laughs> like if, if there's one, if, I, if I'm looking for something to do, I do that. And a skate shop. If I see a skate shop, I could, I'm used to spend so much time in Val Surf that they're like, hey, man. Are you are you adopting a child or something? Like, what the fuck are you here for? Nothing more depressing than be a forty five year old dude with a skateboard getting on an airplane, and they go, "The divorced dad," They're like, huh? 
You just buy that for your son. You're like, no, it's my skateboard. <laughs> They're like, you look like a divorced dad. You got it's. it's I never thought of that. That maybe that's what they look at me like. You, you look like a divorced dad. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I guess I am in a sense, but um, that's so funny. What? So tell me about tell me about your first skate shop. My first skate shop was a water skate shop. <gasps> yeah, I heard they about. They sell water skates, yeah, and that's when I, the guy at the skate shop said that there was a guy in America named Tony Hawk who could do finger flips. And we didn't have a magazine yet because that was a, a water ski shop and all they had was a few skateboards and they were the first people to have the future primitive video and then thrasher magazine so they were the, the that's the shop where i'd hang out and i saw you know him flick the board with his hand and then catch it again because before that i called bullshit on the skate shop guy <laughs> he's like yeah tony Hawk does finger flips and i'm like Oh yeah, like finger flip, and then he grabs it again because I skated. Yeah, you know, and he's like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Nah, you don't fucking. No one does that." <laughs> and then this dickhead totally did it. And- I like when his when he talks about a combative moment, his a- accent gets way steeper. Yeah. Oh, because you know he was nah. he was country Australian yeah. then. Yeah, I was, and, and, and goes, combative goes, as yeah, fuck, full yeah. bogan. Yeah. yeah, it's a bogan. It's more of a. It's like a redneck strain. My dad was super like it's called Ocka. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, Cockney accents for English people. Yeah. It's trashy. So it's like, fuck off. It's always out the side of your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, mate, you fucking lost your accent. Can't, doesn't seem like you even know who you are anymore. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Like, what is that? Why is everyone, everyone call somebody? Sound a little different, mate. Sound a bit like a Seppo. I'm like, what is that? It got called a Seppo a lot. What's and a Seppo? Yeah. They explained it to me and I was like, you know how stupid you are? Seppo, septic tank, yank. Yeah. That's how I, they I, get I it. tried it. It took me so long to process that when I they go, ah, yeah, Seppo. And I was like, okay. They go, because you're from a septic tank. I'm like, what? Septic tank, yank. You lost me. Yeah. Yeah. Australia's an interesting place. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many deadly animals. But that is actually place. a toxic thing. There's so many yeah. deadly animals. No, there Do you isn't. know how many Germans disappear <clears throat> in Australia daily? Like 20, 20 Germans. Every sign is written in English and German. Every sign in Australia. It's like, watch out crocodiles. Ein crocodiles bitte, please. Every Germans. Ca- I like how he's teaching about Australia. No, I know. German, you know this though. Germans die no. at an amazing clip. Well, I country. feel like Germans die at an amazing rate. It's got nothing to do with Australia. It's because they don't have any predators. German Germany has no predators. Maybe they're the dumbest tourists. No. They're like, they're like, it's yeah, like, the crocodile is friendly. We were, <laughs> we were, we were walking somewhere with my daughter Island. And there's this Hawaiian guy and he was walking carefree through the bushes. And I go, I go, that guy, we were like in here. I go, wasn't he worried about fucking like, stay, what the fuck? And Isla goes, daddy's from Hawaii. That's all you need to know about that guy. I said, what? And he goes, they don't have snakes. If you don't have snakes, uh, yeah. every backyard is a dream. But if you go up in Florida, you're always walking through the backyard like motherfucker. Did you ever get attacked by a snake? Uh, dude, I, I, no, I didn't, no. See? No, I didn't. Because that's the same I thing in on a snake. I stepped on a snake one time running through a field. I think it could have been a hose, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. It was knee-high <laughs> grass, and I hightailed it out of there. It's just not, it just does they don't just all come flying out and attack you because you're in Australia. Yeah. Like, I have seen some snakes, but they weren't coming right for me. Like, it was like, there's a snake. Probably don't go over there and kiss it or anything, you know, and yeah. you should be fine. I've never had... A strained beast put on a chase. Our big thing was alligators in Florida. See, you got, it sounds like you got more killing people in Florida than Australia. Alligators just take your arm or your leg. Crocodiles, 
eat you and then sit with you in a hole and wait until your body decomposes. You know that's Crocodile and Dundee shit. You that's know that, how right? you, I, It's a fucking very accurate movie, though. It's, <laughs> oh, my God. There's... The death roll and then how he shoves you somewhere to tenderize the meat. Oh, wait, is that where I learned that? Yes. Do you ever do that where you tell someone a line from a movie and then they go, and you think it's something you learned? I remember telling someone. Like right now? No. (laughs) I've done this before. I told someone, you know, the best thing to do. I told everyone this because I worked on Travel Channel. I was like, you avoid jet lag. Take your shoes off. And dig your feet. Oh my God, die hard. I told everyone that. I told everyone that. Do you know that one? I love, yeah, yeah. I'm just still freaking out that he's laughing about that one, but he just told an Australian a Mick Dundee tale about crocodiles. (laughs) What the fuck, bud? I told Jesus Trejo, I was like, he was like, I'm doing doing comedy down in Mexico. I go, it was like, dude's going up in Bumblebee outfits and stuff. And he goes, no, I said, was well, very popular in Mexico. And he goes, that's from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's get back on track. <laughs> <Do> we... <laughs> is there a track? No fucking Where track. is the track? <laughs> I have no fucking track. You know, in Australia, they have knives, but they're really big knives. I don't know if you know that, Jason. <laughs> they don't have small knives in Australia. And the water goes the other direction. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I knew that. I, I, but I, I never really paid attention to our water. So when I got down there, I was like, I never really. And me neither. Yeah. I never cared about that one. <laughs> that, yeah. That's Let not... me just wait for a second. Episode too. Yeah. I never hooked up with an Australian chick. I have. It's pretty good. <laughs> how many lovers have you had? A lot. Like, oh, over... you mean lovers or just how many people have I put it in? <laughs> Let's do both. <laughs> oh, okay. Well... So, so a lover is consists of someone that you've done it with more than five times oh right that still doesn't mean that i love them no 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 that's just a lover like a lover like it's weird to say a lover yeah it's like a fuck buddy okay that you could call it that if it was the 70s you say lover but how many fuck buddies have you had i don't know how many people have you had sex with i don't know i've never i'm not if you could if you could ballpark thousands oh for real yeah i'm still active so the the telly is climbing I fucking hung it up. I'm allowed. It's like I get t- told to. I got told to last night. Really? A friend broke up with their boyfriend and texted me and said, could you hook me up? And I said, I'll talk to Katie. And she's a friend of ours that take, took care of our pets when we went uh, on a break the, like not so long ago. So she was like, yeah, go over there. I can't so wait. So I did. But- I can't wait to show you who takes care of our pets and see the hard pass you take when you see her. <laughs> You'd be like, I. You have to take one for the deal. Don't there. underestimate him. <laughs> I, hey, oh man, you're, my wife would be like, he Tony knows me too well. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty. At the end, as he's, just, as he's having an orgasm, he's like, "Can you watch the dogs?" The <laughs> <laughs> <a> cat. <laughs> Does Katie walk this out week? and go, "Don't fuck this up. We're going to Cabo in two weeks." <laughs> Might have to do another painkiller. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to be funny. I knew it. So he did say that we had lunch. We just had lunch. He's like, he's going to be funny. It's going to hurt. No, I'll, I'll, I'll tone it down. I'm what? Fucking- Fuck off. <laughs> kill me. Kill yourself. Let's kill. Tony, try to guess how many people I've had sex with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I be vague? Dozens? 
You could be. You can guess. I'd like you to guess a real number. Do you have a real number? Oh, I got a real number. I told you you had fret life. Ooh, that's that. deceiving. It's deceiving. Oh, uh, it's fucking really deceiving. Oh, I'm gonna. Wow, it's small. Okay, I'm gonna go less than a hundred for sure. Okay, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna say <laughs> for sure. Ah, uh, yeah, I definitely go less than a hundred. I'm only saying that because no, you I said, would go way less than a hundred. Yeah, I'm talking five. All right, how four. about? Okay, I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is insulting or if it's no flattering. Let me say forty-three. No, six, six, six. Wow. Yeah, you're a six. good guy, but no, I have, um, I have, uh, I have intimacy issues. So like, I, I, I could never turn it off. I mean, I'm easier making people laugh and doing that, but the going to like kiss face, you know? Yeah. Well, Are you good? Have- Hang on. So a thousand people, Tony, give me a rough number on you. <laughs> I don't want to get into it. More than me or less than Jason. <laughs> yeah, somewhere in between. Definitely somewhere in between you guys. Between a thousand and six. How hard, my hardest thing was the first kiss. Like a first kiss. Uh, so I was recovering from that yeah, last one. No, a first, first kiss. I'm not good at first kisses. What about if you don't kiss them? That's... <laughs> Kiss them with your different, you know, yeah. different perspective over here. Wait, how many women have you had sex with that you didn't kiss? Like ballpark, fifty percent? Nah, thirty. No, I'm not like that. No, I like kissing, but yeah, sometimes it's not like that at all. You know, you live in a very drastically different Just world kiss than I've lived. Their in. bum hole more than anything. <laughs> I've eaten ass. I've definitely eaten ass. Tony, yeah. what's your number on that? Yeah, Tony. <laughs> Aren't you pumped that we came to the Burt Cat? Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he said he <laughs> he tried to he tried to preempt me. <laughs> I wish I was drinking. Do you still drink? Wait, you know uh, sometimes, yeah. No, I'm not drinking. I'm on a fast right now. For how long? Uh, I was the fattest I was ever been for real, for real. Uh, three days ago. From and you think it's from drinking? Oh, I know it's from drinking. Don't you eat a lot after like, well, when you drink? That's what I do when I drink. Is oh. I eat. We did we yeah and then uh, the day two days after Thanksgiving I got on the scale it was two sixty three point seven and I was like that's not a fucking number that I thought I'd ever get to you can't even make heavyweight in the UFC I can't even wipe my ass You're I like no yeah, you can't no I have a if if, it's, if my legs are close I can't get in there dude I've got to spread them out wide <laughs> and so and can you imagine the anxiety I was having about shitting. Just about going, I've got to take a oh shit and I don't want to God. deal with this. Is that because you're you used to f- wipe with your, your dead arm? Two points. No. No, it was my left arm. But I also wipe from the front. So that might be part what? of it. What? Well, hold on. Let's hear what Tony has to say before we say what. Because <laughs> you might be in the minority right now. I am definitely quick, not. I am. Raise definitely... your hand if you wipe from the front. Okay? It was just me. <laughs> I was, you I was are, hoping. You are what literally. What do you guys just take the fucking charge? You are the <laughs> minority. I fucking pay you. <laughs> so wait. So yeah, yeah. And so I, I just, I went on this cleanse, this cleanse. And so I have a soup and a drink and I have like 500 calories and I'm working out like crazy and I'm and I'm down eight pounds you're, in two days. You're, you're only having soup? Soup. And I get a kale cracker and some vitamins. Matter of fact, I should. It seems like my you're, you're, right now. you go extreme on the spectrum. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah. drinking, eating a lot, or soup and crackers. Yeah, I'm, I have a, I have a hard time with. Um, there's no, there's no gray area there. I don't know, like that's a terrible technique. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm it's, like the soup. Who nobody, told you to fucking eat soup? Uh, it's a cleanse. It's Gwyneth Paltrow does. So I was like, oh fuck. Oh. Up. Yeah. Is it Wait, a goop goop cleanse? Wait, you're yeah. you're on a goop cleanse? Yeah. <laughs> But I'm taking my vitamins right now. 
Bert, you don't have one of those little eggs in your butt, do you? <laughs> By the way, no joke, me and Segura tried to put butt plugs in. Could not break the seal. It, it's a mind thing. You guys are super hedro. So it's like. So you got to put. I was thinking, do I, you have to push out? I did that for, uh, you know, so you might want to mute his name. Because I think he got. I did it on a uh, a podcast, like a sketchy podcast that I did when I had a serious show. Yeah. Because he wanted to learn how to do it. Because I told him. You did it for him? His Definitely wife, bleep his name out. Wait, his what? wife did it for him. And I told them how to do it. And he got it in. Wait. How do you put stuff in your ass? Tony, you first. <laughs> Tony, have you ever... Unexpectedly. Have you ever, have you ever, are, you, are you into ass play at all? Oh, oh man. Not, nah. Do you ever feel like you can't... Do you ever feel like you... Do you ever see someone like Jason or myself who have no secrets and go, you are such a big corporate... Like, you are. You, a lot of people get a paycheck from you. Like, if Tony Hawk stops working, a lot of people stop working. Do you ever feel like you can't do stuff like go yeah i ate a hooker's ass one time <laughs> um i don't i guess i just don't feel compelled to i don't i don't feel like I, it's something i have to divulge or expunge do you it, wake up with secrets ever n- no not oh, don't, I mean, i'm not i got i got no secrets i'm like how do you thing. think how does it work with tom because tom seems Tom's I've, like him tom's like I, him. you probably didn't catch the show where i told tony about bert and tom's show and how the dynamic is. Yeah, yeah. I'm obviously Bert. Yeah. Uh, and I say, oh, I did catch that. And I Oh, someone sent that to me. And they were like, it's like sometimes you catch a little clip it. And you're like, no, he's a fucking drunk alcoholic moron. And I'm kind of like him. And then I was like, I don't know if that's how I call myself. But. That's not exactly. Did Wait, I say moron? I don't know. I, don't I said know. you drink a lot. That's true. But you do. I do. I'm a fuck, I know comedians that say that they go drinking with you. And then they wake up sh- with shit in their pants. And you yeah. walk by going, I'm going to the treadmill. Yeah, yeah. But that's I'm, so I'm just basing it off those stories. No, no, I did. And you guys are, you are like Tom, so much like Tom. It's like he keeps like, but Tom's then you, you get a couple drinks in Tom's. He's like, one time this chick was like, <laughs> and you're like, where is that on stage? <laughs> that's true. That's true. And Tom knows it's true. That's, Tom knows. I'm looking at the camera right now. Tom, you know who I'm talking about. And I'll never share that secret. <laughs> So yeah, you guys, yeah, you guys do have a, a like a Bert Tom energy. Yeah, but I don't. I guess I don't feel like I'm bottled up. I'm, okay. ju- I'm definitely let's living. Take, let's approach truly, this as a Tom so. Segura interview. Do you ever feel like you're dead inside? <laughs> no. Because okay, no. Can you go? Could you go to a luau, not drink and enjoy it? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, I enjoy. Well, it depends on who with. I like. So much of what I do is is centered around my kids, yeah, and and trying to do stuff with them and and spend time with them. So if it was something that they wanted to do and I was facilitating that, absolutely, I'd be, I would have fun. And didn't need to drink. drink. You wouldn't need to drink. Yeah, I mean, if it was something that I had to go with a bunch of other adults and people maybe I'm not friends with, drinks. Was it weird? Was it weird? Is it weird have, having to explain who you are to someone who doesn't know who you are? Is it weird? I don't mind. Like, no, you say so you go to like a parents event. Like, clearly, guys like us, they're like, hey, man, what do you do for a living? Right. When you meet Jason, you're like, so. Tattooist? Yeah. Criminals? Sell drugs? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then, and and, and, I, and I, I def, I'm very loud, so I've, I've never had to. I'll tell you, it's not weird now. It used to be weird, especially in my 30s, say, or or, or 40s even, where I'm hold, like that. I have a skateboard on a plane. Like, oh, is it yours? Yeah, okay. Do you do you do that? Yeah, I'm do it for a living. You're just like you, you, 
you make a living doing that. Yeah. You, you still do it. You know, it's just kind of, and now with the success of X games, the Olympics, everything, you know, skating's everywhere. Like all, all the kids are dabbling in skating for the most part. When they, you say that you get a much different reaction and it's very much more supportive. Yeah. Like, Oh, you do. Oh, great. Oh, you in the X games. Do you do that stuff? Do you do those big ramps? And you know, it, it's just, there's been a shift. Yeah, but it is it is weird. You're like uh you're like the uh like I can't imagine I wouldn't I can't like I don't understand parents going, so what do you do for a living? And you go, You're I'm a skateboarder. Do you, what do you say what you do for a living? Professional skateboarder. What do you say you do for a living, Jason? Podcaster. Yeah. I don't get I'll I'll do it for, do it to me. What do you do for a living? Uh I'm a I was gonna say abortion doctor. <laughs> I was I'm a Stop. I'm a comedian. I'm a comedian. <laughs> I've always, I had a friend who- But you are. I'm a comedian, but I, I will then, I will, because I, because people that's think- That's where the basis for you. You're yeah, the, I know, but people think comedians are losers. And I had so many years of saying a comedian and they'd be like, oh, you do that for a living? And you were like, yeah, 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 yeah. But then at times you were like, well, kind of. I mean- If you say podcaster, do you think you get more respect when you- No way. I'll bring up, if I bring up my podcast, they're like, because uh, immediately, yeah, yeah. I'll bring up, like if I'm- but I have, I'm insecure as fuck. Me too. See? Uh, I, no, I no, used to not. be, I used to be more insecure. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why? You have all your hair. What are you worried about? <laughs> Do you I know? I just always felt like, I always felt like an outcast. Hair, that he had all this hair this whole life and he's just kind of been like. I mean, I don't want to get into it, but I'm angry at everybody that has hair. <laughs> when? Fuck wh all of Why you. aren't we spending more money on taking hair from people and putting it on us? <laughs> I agree. I would take it. Yeah. If you could do it, he I, had that. He oh, I got a I got a glue on one that looked totally he had real, a glue on and I one. grew the side of the hair that I can yeah. grow, and they blended it in. I saw it, and I rented a convertible Mercedes Benz and drove with the wind in my hair, and it felt fucking glorious. It was like it was real. I texted I re Tom. I was back. I texted Tom because we were offered hair transplants around that time. And I text him, I go, "Fucking Ellis got hair transplants. No, look didn't. at how fucking beautiful it is. It looks it looks it, amazing. you look like a." totally different person really good looking very attractive yeah i was i was like holy shit you're you're hot and then fucking bald again you know because it's, it's a nightmare to if you don't do shit you could do it but if you do shit like i do all the time like training and skating oh, and stuff yeah that thing like uh like slips and gets loose after a, like a week you have yeah. to get it maintained i was just looking at a property with a hasidic jewish woman and she, they have to wear wigs and yeah. I was sweating my ass off and I felt so bad for her. I wanted to be like, hey, no one, they're not here. Like, take it off. <laughs> yeah. Like, fucking loosen up. Like, you could tell it was a wig, though. Oh, they're always wigs. That's, they have to wear wigs. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, that's part of the gig. Did, what was that? What were we talking about before that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, podcasting will, um, I, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I'm a comedian. I have a podcast. I do a bunch of it. Like, I kind of try to defend it because yeah. I had so many times that, I would go to school and drop off kids and then just other parents would go like, he's a comedian, you know? Yeah. And you're just like, eh. It's weird because <laughs> I have such a respect for comedians and I figure, because it's, I mean, I've always liked comedians, but I've never really analyzed them. And now that I like the show has sort of blended into the people that I relate to the most are comedians yeah. and you guys all have podcasts and I'm a podcaster I'm like, we're almost there, except I like I'm trying comedy now. And I'm like, you guys are uh, you know, like I, I got asked to do it a few times and I was like, yeah. I'll just say funny stuff. And then I watched you guys and was like, oh, 
you have a routine. Yeah. And then somebody explained to me, yeah, dude, like you got to work on it. And I'm like, oh shit. And that made me not want to do it. Cause then it, I, cause you're into the impulse of it. Right. But then, you but like then the, I, you like the pod, like I like the podcast ability of comedy. Yeah. Like that's what I love about when there's you do less pressure on the podcast. Don't you think? hundred. That's what sucks about when people want to do live podcasts at a fucking venue. You don't I like go, that? I go, hey, no, 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 no. I just go into my act. Oh, because because in front of an audience, you have an act that can make the place can roar. Fucking murder, right? And, yeah, I, well, and, I don't, and then I just go, I do that, and then they'd be like, "You're amazing." And I was like, "I can dude, only do that once." Ryan Sickler hooked me up at the at the Brea Improv, so I came out before him in front of five hundred people, and I have never experienced more nerve. I fought. I told Tony, I fought Shane. I fought a three hundred pound man allegedly on some stuff. Yeah, and he was not playing, and I was nervous, but I was not it wasn't even close i my knees started shaking and i was like what the fuck i'm like <laughs> yeah. trying to warm my legs yeah. up before i walked out there it is the that's my addiction to it i was like this is so terrifying and you don't get hurt like physically and i'm getting old and i'm like this is my new this is my i'm so terrified of it stand-up's pretty uh addictive. i don't know how you do it i love it i love it i love everything about it if i could quit i will if I could, maybe i'd just do podcasting if i i mean if that was the thing but I, you I couldn't stand stop up. though, right? You I couldn't. It. I can't stop stand up. It's just to have a moment. He's where the best. You, where How you, long do you work on a routine before you know it's ready? Eighteen months. I can tell you when. I can tell you when it's ready. See, the problem is, is you could think it's ready. Like a lot of this would. I could. I could get this. Is like so detailed. I can get so inside baseball on this that it becomes extremely boring. But what will happen is, so I can write an act and I can write an hour about. Two months, three months, and then have an hour and tour it. And then, but what happens is it's pretty good at three months. It gets really good at like six months. But if you let it sit for 18 months, you wouldn't recognize that hour I had at three months. And then, and that's when it becomes fucking like, and then the beauty is like right now I'm getting ready for a special. And I know that I have like a solid six months to get ready for the special and then you start pulling shit out and skinnying it up and you get a special where you're like you're just taking the best parts imagine if you could do like three of your favorite tricks inside that 900 and then that's what a, that's what happens with the special is you take a story that you love and the story's good but then you have these other stories that were also good that were all kind of the same subject and you put them all in that one story and then you got this fucking banger that you love. And that moment that you're in love with it, that like there's like a dating period of like probably six weeks where you love it so much you get excited to tell it. Wow. It's so much that fun. That sounds really cool. But when, then when does that, then that starts to Then fade? you get bored of it. That's why I say That's 18 it, yeah. months is good because around 18 months you start getting very bored of your act. Yeah. Oh, and then you're man. like, I got to get the fuck out of here. I want to do new shit. I want to write new shit. But, uh figuring it out when you figure out a bit like when you figure it out and you're on the fly and you're like wait if i place this here that'll work like that is that how you i mean i don't is that how you do a skate trick oh for sure yeah absolutely like 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 I, I'm, I'm curious like i'm curious of the dynamics of like how do you like how do you know like the first time you did it saw did a kickflip did you have to watch a guy do it like a hundred times and then go or did you have to go maybe this will work um, I'm sure you guys were at the fun, kind of forefront, or at least in the group of forefront of tricks. Yeah, 
It was funny. We, we actually were talking about that with Rodney Mullen because he invented the kickflip. Right. And we were talking about how the way he created it was just an accident because he was doing ollies on the ground and he, and he kind of shuffled his foot away and watched it flip in front of him. And then he realized that maybe he could do that just using his feet. And then oh he brought God. it to a competition later on or the next competition that was in Del Mar. That was my home, my home park. And I was watching him practice and I saw him do one. I was like, what the hell just happened? Right. And Everyone else said it's a magic flip. No one can figure out how he did it. And then probably the year after, I just focused in on how does that work and, and figured it out myself. I couldn't do it the way he did it. I had to put my foot in a super extreme position just to get it to do it, but but just figured it out on my own. And but but when you're creating tricks, it's that same process. You you have an idea and you start testing it. And you get a little bit closer, but then one day something clicks or you figure out this one technique and it's like, I have that. I got it. I'm going to land it. And sometimes you don't land it that day, but you know it's going to happen. Right. And that's probably that that sort of magic pocket you fall into where you're like, oh, this is it. Oh, the, there's not like I, I'm not not <clears throat> as soon as you said how Rodney Mullins figured out the kickflip, I go, that's the beauty of sometimes a joke is an accident. Like one of my favorite things to do is get your act pretty solid and then get drunk on stage and <laughs> and and do your act because you'll fuck it up you're, you'll inherently fuck it up and i did that once in um calgary and i had this great bit about my daughter me getting high and my daughter asking me if i believed in time travel <laughs> and i and uh, it was a true story and that was that was a independent true story not to take the curtain back for anyone listening i also had another bit about my daughter same daughter used to keep her deodorant in the refrigerator and she would and we didn't know why. She had her name on the cap and on the base. And she would um, swipe her finger across it. And I started to do it one time. Swipe her finger and rub it under her nose. And then I go, what are you doing? She goes, mind your own business. And and so we never got an answer. So one night I get drunk in Calgary. And I fuck up the two jokes. And I tell the I tell the, the deodorant story. then I And I don't finish it. And then I tell the, the time travel story. And then I have, and then I realize the time travel story ends with because i'm i fucked it up and so i need to I, I gotta like pivot and think how do i get myself out of this Man. and connect them and then i go oh cut to a 30 year old version of my daughter sitting in her bedroom and she walks in and she goes i told you i was real now your dad's gonna die we're gonna save him first i need to get your deodorant and put it in the refrigerator and i and and i'll never forget it. i might get chill bumps they started clapping and i didn't know why they clapped <laughs> and i and i got off stage and I, I said to this kid who i was very intelligent for doing it a short time as he did I said, why did they clap? And he goes, well, we clapped because we knew it was over. I went, what? He goes, when you know something's over, you clap. That's like your instinct. <laughs> Trust me when I tell you, for the next fucking year and a half, I wrote stories that had a definite ending so I could get one of these. I was like, I was like, I'll become, but I love when you fuck something up. That accidental discovery of something is just brilliant. That happens in skateboarding. Yeah. All the fuck time. Yeah. Most of the tricks I've learned, yeah. they happen because- my board went a different direction yep. on one attempt and it was like, Oh, I'm going to catch it that way. You can do, do it that. this way. Yeah. Yep. Like what? Like, tell me, explain it to me. Cause I don't think, cause all I'm thinking is your board goes fucking flying. I mean, I feel like there's, I mean, I, I'm not as technically advanced as him, but like kickflip indies where you, you do it on a vert ramp where you kickflip the board and then it flips into your hand. You put it on your feet. 
So I'm trying that and the board flips and it starts to turn as it flips and I'm watching it in the air. And I'm like, that's almost the one, that's a varial flip. I wonder if I could just do that. And then you do it. But the first one was an accident, but oh, you saw it so flip beautiful. and you're like, oh shit, that's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Same where I, I, I was trying to trick where I do a shove it and I was trying to go, we call it a big spin lip slide, but I was trying to go into a lip slide and my truck caught the coping before it went to a lip slide and it was in a grind, a Smith grind position. And I thought maybe that's, maybe we should try that because <clears throat> the other trick had already been done. I'm just trying to learn it. Yeah. No one had ever done it in the Smith grind. And so I started doing Smith grind, made it, and that ended up being a better trick. Can I tell you, there was a period I was obsessed with, um, there's a thing called a PSP. Do you remember them? Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. Uh, Tony, On the tour, the best thing I discs. ever had. Tony Hawk skate yep. was PSP. <laughs> and one of the locations was uh, the aquarium. Yeah. And uh, I had never been to the aquarium. I only played it on this game. And uh, and I went and we went down to the aquarium for a travel channel show and I got down there and I don't know what I recognized first, but I recognized something and I went, holy shit. I remember I was playing. This is going to sound so fucking stupid. I was playing the game so much that I started looking at like rails and going, I could grind that. I've never real, real slid anything, yeah. but I was playing it so much that I would see rails or I would see a jump and go. I could hit that. I bet I could do a kickflip. I could do. I think. I think we actually did a commercial for one of the games based on that. Oh, it was. Uh, by the way, I I talked to a guy, Duncan Trussell, who said he was playing uh, maybe Magic the Gathering so much that he would see hills in the distance and go, "That would be a great place to set up camp." Like it's it's you really do yeah. get into this place when you play video games a lot where you become you you live in. And we went down there and I went, "God damn it, that looks like a wait." This is where that whale lives. And I was, like, I was like wait this is and then i said to someone i go is this where they did tony hawk skate and they go no they, that's a video game and i said but this is and i went back and i was like oh my god i walked through that place and i was telling everyone dude i jumped from this and i slipped all the way across over to the arcade like i played it so fucking much and i was like and i believed i could skate based off of that and as you say tricks i'm like no i did one i've done one of those i've definitely done one of those over the it well. took me a while to learn it you know i mean the thumb fucking things you get it. obsessed with stuff, huh? Uh, yeah. No, but I, no, let me rephrase that. I like becoming a fan of something. I love being, I love getting into something and going like, oh shit, I'm a brand new fan of this. Right. Like it's such a great feeling to be a fan of something because uh, I didn't understand it for the longest time. And then I had this, this kid come up to me and everyone listening to this podcast has heard this a million times, so I'll make it short. This kid came up to me and was like, um, uh he's drunk new year's eve he's shirtless and he's like hey man i'm a fan and i was like you know you how many times have you heard that in your life i'm a huge fan of yours and you probably go thank you very much yeah but maybe it doesn't sink into you of like what it means this kid was very drunk he's like can i just take five minutes to explain that to you and i was like i, I think i got it you're here you bought a ticket you, you're i think you're buying a shirt we'll take a picture and he was like no 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 and when he said this it made so much sense he goes i don't have much in life my wife left me. Uh, I don't have any kids. I don't like my job. But when I chose you very early on when I heard you on Rogan, and I was like, yeah, and he goes, and you're succeeding. So every time you succeed, I feel like I succeeded because I picked you. And I went, oh, thanks. And he goes, so 
Like a home team. Yeah, he goes, so I'm happy for your success. I'm a fan of yours. And all of a sudden, very quickly, everything I was a fan of made sense to me. And I was like, oh, yeah, I fucking, I picked Tiger Woods when he was a kid. And they did that fucking GQ thing where he made some racial jokes. And people started slamming him. I didn't find the jokes offensive. I saw a kid my age making a joke. And I became a fan of his. And I rooted, and then when he won his first tournament, I was like, my team won. And it's so, and so I love becoming a fan of something. Like I love finding a band and then becoming, like getting into them. So you just like being inspired. Oh, I, like Sublime. Do you remember when Sublime came out? Yeah. You you guys were in living in that world at the time, I'm I'm assuming. I mean, I think we probably did a a demo where they were playing for sure. Yeah, yes. Right? Yes. Dude, that guy, when I discovered who that guy Brad Bradley Noel was, I became a huge fan. I just was like, and then when he passed away, I was like, well, fuck. I think I might have discovered him before he, after he passed away. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Maybe there's, I was an article written in like Rolling Stone that I read about that band. I became obsessed with him. Uh, Blind Melon. uh, Yeah, yeah, that guy, right? Shannon Hoon from Blind Melon. Fucking, I love getting into shit like that. It's so much fun. Uh, I mean, there's, you know, it's, it's, and it's happened all throughout my life without, with skating. Like Christian Asoy, huge fan of that guy's. Because I liked his board. But I got to say, when I, so when I was skating, especially when I started, I started right when the popularity took a dive. Yeah. And so I felt very isolated because none of my friends, my classmates were into skating anymore. Hardly anyone my age was skating. The skate parks were all closing and I fell in love with it. I became a huge fan of it because I saw, I saw guys like Steve Caballero and Eddie Algarra doing these crazy tricks. And I was, and then I just, I could not fathom why people didn't appreciate it. And so in that same sense, I was this fan of, of skating. And then when I finally saw it get some appreciation through the 80s and then eventually into the 90s, 2000s, that was more like that made me more proud than anything. Beyond just being a successful skater was that finally people are getting it. This thing that we fell in love with, we figured out and no one, I just, why wasn't, why didn't people like it? Why didn't, what would happen? Um, because it was, it was stigmatized as a toy, especially in the late seventies, early eighties. Like it was the same as yo-yo or hula hoop. It was just like, oh, it's a kid's thing. It's a little toy. And then you grow out of it. But what was happening behind the scenes was Dogtown Z-Boys and Tony Alva and doing their figure out aerials. And then, then the next generation of, of skaters were taking that and doing even crazier stuff. Were you in that next generation? I was, I was at the tail end of that. Yeah. So that's when aerials were already established. Um, tricks were happening. People were doing hand plants and stuff like that. That's when I came in and I was fascinated. But that's how I, exactly how I felt. It was just like, why Why are there no fans of this? Yeah. Why am I the one of the only fans? And I felt that same sense of accomplishment for skateboarding. When did it, when did it come back? <clears throat> was it the X Games that brought it back? Well, Back to the Future was the first, yep. the first seed. That's where I came. Really? Yeah, you were back, yeah. To back to the future. Back to the future was around where I got a skateboard. And then within a year of skateboarding a lot, his name starts popping up. So there was a there was a there was a run of success in the in the mid to late eighties for skateboarding, but 90s. it was still considered more of a fad. Like it was it was on TV, it was back to the future and it got some coverage, but still people treated it like, oh, these guys with their crazy hairdos and their they're hopping fences and they're disrupting places and and then it and there faded was like out. six dudes that had a job doing it too <clears throat> yeah like it wasn't who was it you the bones brigade bones brigade yeah and who's bones like, brigade you 
Uh, Tommy Guerrero, Mike McGill, Lance Mountain, Steve Caballero, Rodney Mullen. Yeah. And so six dudes that had a job. Well, there were others. Yeah, yeah. It's there's, Chris Miller's and Chris Miller Chris and, and, yeah. But, yeah. but really, I, not I'm as cons. Like, you had board royalties for these guys, they made a lot of money because when you bought a skateboard, you had 20 to choose from. So if you, if you had a yeah. signature board, the whole world that was buying skateboards was buying one of 20 there pro models. A, there was a there was some survey that happened back then that that got that made the rounds to all the skate companies and and they did a survey of, of people who buy skateboards and they said what brand do you have and the number one answer was Paul Peralta right. the number two answer was Tony Hawk because they didn't know the difference mine was a signature model on Paul Peralta yeah oh my god so they so they just they didn't no one knew brands but I'm just saying like they, they, they weren't they, even they just they just wanted my skateboard they didn't even know who made it. Which really? was just a bizarre uh, reality to me. So wait, what? Does, you don't have to give me the exact answer, but roughly, what what kind of money do you make on a deck? Uh, back then, we were making probably <laughs> my vibrator. Don't worry about it. <laughs> back then, we were making just over a dollar a skateboard, and royalty checks in the heyday, say eighty eight, eighty nine, were coming in anywhere from. 20 to 30,000 a month. So not Wow. Which is kind of absurd. I mean, I, I bought a house when I was a senior in high school. Jesus. Where, where? In Carlsbad. Okay. So, wow, that's crazy. And but nope. then it died again. And then it died and that <clears throat> it died very quickly. Uh, like 91, 1991. Okay. That's, that's when when I track, that would track. That's when I, I no, I was, I had a pretty bad wipeout. On Cayman's board, in that's why it my died. Senior year, that yeah. would you track. Quit. That would track. Yeah, yeah. And I went to college. A lot of us went to college. Yeah, thanks, but <laughs> yeah, you could have kept it alive. Wait, wait. I wonder if my generation. No, wait. What generation is responsible for bringing it back? Because my generation is responsible for falling in love with it. Like me and Jason falling in love with it, and and not it not be seen as a toy. It was, it's the street, street generation, street street skaters. Yeah. Street is that culture. the is that the Baker Boys? Uh, Part of it. yeah, maybe that little they're a little the later. Piss, piss I mean, really, like the street era was. You know the piss drunks, of course you do. <laughs> of course I do. Yeah, yeah of that... course I do. Huge fucking fan, right? Because, because because great article, I think in like some magazine, and they all lived in Hollywood, and they Thrasher. all just and I fucking yeah, yeah probably maybe yeah, probably in Thrasher. Warner Avenue, yeah. yeah. And I and it was and I ended up getting a, a, I think Baker made the piss drunk boards, yeah. And I ended up getting a piss drunk board because of them, and they all got piss drunk tattoos. It's right. <laughs> and then a lot of them dropped off because they weren't faking it. No, they were not. Yeah. They, they were really not. they were really drinking that much. Yeah. But but I'd say the ones who really brought it into the limelight right then, like 91, 92, would have been Mark Gonzalez. Right. Not as Coppas. Um, Tommy Guerrero. I mean, and there's yes. there's a bunch of whole East Coast crew. Do they were the ones that were really that were bringing that. And that was the that was the um kids generation. When the movie Kids yes. came out, oh, all of a sudden, yeah. yep. kids kind of brought skateboarding yeah. that, to a multicultural group of people. Yeah, like and Harold Hunter. Yeah, I remember my cousin Abe had a skateboard, and I'm probably around 91, not maybe 90. I don't know when. Who I'm about with years, but I remember my cousin Abe had a skateboard. I was like, "You skateboard?" And he was like, "Fuck yeah!" And I was like, "Oh, I didn't know that." And, and you had to, you had to be a bit of a renegade to be skating then because there were no parks. 
So you had to be sneaking it and hopping fences, riding on private property, public property, probably getting tickets. But in Australia, you didn't have the insurance problem. You still in Australia in 91? Yeah, I'm, I came over here and went in a, the world titles in Germany and I got fifth. And that's when I sort of turned pro. I moved back to, went back to America. Like I got fifth. The only people that beat me were the legends of the sport. So I was like, I'm in, right? And they're like, you're a vert guy and it's 1991. Yeah. And that's you're, when you're bought, we're not bringing a pro model out. You, you could have won that contest. We're not going to give you a pro model. It won't sell because nobody would buy vert stuff. Like he was the best guy for sure. And was making like, didn't you say you were making like two grand a month at one point or something? If that really, which meant everybody yeah. under him was making zero. Cause all, it was all based on royalties and no one was buying skateboards. No one was buying, no one was buying a vert skater skateboard. Right. Hardly anyone was buying skateboards anyway. And then uh, I was, my, my checks were based on royalties for uh, shoes and for skateboards. So all that was just dropping like pretty much in half every month. So and were then, you thinking, were you thinking, go ahead and you said it and I cut you off. What's that? Were you, nothing. You were, I cut you off. I, I do this all the well, time. Well, no, but, uh, but then, um, or like my truck sponsor, they would just call me and be like, oh, remember we cut your pay? Yeah, we're cutting it again. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Sweet. Sweet. I love these stories. So wait, how old are you? And do you have kids at the time? I was 24 with a kid on the way. Ah, I fucking love that. Those are my favorite <laughs> I stories. Didn't, I didn't love it. <laughs> those, those, are the stories that, those are the stories that make the man the man. Like, I love, I love, like, uh, Adam Carolla. I remember Adam, I talked to Adam Carolla one time. I was laying in bed with my wife. I'm really bad at interviewing people. So uh, I was laying in bed with my wife. My wife's really good at it. She can, like, she, she can tell me, this is what you should talk about. So I go, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to talk to Adam Kroll about. Like, I don't mean, all the shit I want to talk to him about is like, how much money do you make? Like, let's, that's a question. I really, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did stuff stop. that people won't tell yeah, you. I know. Yeah. I want to know this stuff. I want to know the shit that people don't want to talk about. But I, well, in those days and yeah, the time it was a struggle and it was really, I, I definitely look back at those years fondly. So I said um, to my wife in bed, I said, she goes, what do you want to know about him, Corolla? I go, I want to know if he was ever scared when he got fired from Clear Channel, but you don't want to bring that up. It's a weird question. Like when you talked, when you, that's why I, do you remember me talking to you about this? I told him, I, you, you, and there was like three people that had, that were major. You're a major player in the oh. game. And you text me and we're like, hey man, make sure you get your stuff out as quick as possible. Like, yeah. And I took, I was like, Bert Kreischer's telling me that. Brendan Sharp was like, come over, man, because I was freaking out, dude. I thought I was like, and I thought it was over. Those are my, but those you guys moments, really helped me. Dude. I, and I, I'm not saying, I really I'm not saying women, that, women, oh, well, you're welcome. Obviously you're welcome, but I'm not saying, and I, I don't mean this, I'm whatever I'm saying. I don't, I'm not saying women can't appreciate those moments the way a man can, but because when you're, when you're a man, oh, I know this is coming out horrible, but just bear with me. I have two daughters. I'm trying to raise them the right. <laughs> There's a there's a weirdness that happens when you're a man and you're you gonna lose kill it. him. He's <laughs> going to die. Tell the story. You got it. And you go and you go. So like, I remember getting fired from Travel Channel, getting kicked off a tour, getting uh, uh, my wife was redoing our house, and and she wanted me to get a vasectomy all in the same month. This is in the same month, and I wasn't selling tickets, and I was not making any money. And there's a moment where you go, like, I know these gender roles are not real, whatever, but. I feel like I should, it seems like I'm the one with the job. I should be making the money and I've now lost it all. And I don't know how we're going to keep our fucking head roofs above ourselves. And I'm looking at my kids. I remember putting my kids to bed 
And they're like, I love you. And I was like, you shouldn't because I, I can't give you the light. I don't know if you're going to college. Like, you might be a stripper. I can't say you're not. Like, I remember, but, and I I remember asking Adam Carolla and I was like, this is my, this is my and, and when you go through, that's why I connect with these moments. I said to Adam, I said, uh, what was it like getting fired from Clear Channel? He goes, it sucks. I go, were you worried about money? Which is a weird question, you know, no, to ask not. someone. But it, it's not because it's real. This is what you want to know. Yeah. And he goes, uh, he goes, oh, yeah. I had to go home to my wife and say, how much do you think I make a year? And she <laughs> said it. And he goes, now, how much do you think you spend? She said it. And he goes, okay. So here's what I made. Here's what I'm making. Here's what you spent. Here's what you will be spending. And he was like, it was a wake-up call for all of us. And I was like, I love those moments because when you do rebuild, like you have done, it it makes you that much more confident in yourself. Yeah, and, wow. And, and you start saying to yourself, I, hey, man, I'm cool with the hit. I am cool with the hit. I, I'll take it. I'll, I can downsize. I can do anything right. you need me to do. I've been there, and I can do that. But more importantly, I am the guy that rebuilt. Right. I did it myself. Right. I, I fucking. You're the CEO. I got fired for Travis Channel. I thought I'd never make fucking money ever again. I remember looking at what they paid me and being like, that's like more money than anyone should ever get paid. And then and then you just lean on people and like Bill Burr, Rogan, Segura, Joey Diaz, all my buddies leaning on them and just going like, hey man, like help me figure this out. Like, like tell me what I'm doing wrong. Tell me. And they're like, the fucking Travel Channel's so sucked. Let's get your fucking focus on your podcast. Okay. Focus on your stand up. And then you build stuff and you're like, you're like, yeah. And I watched you go through it. I'm, I, I watched I'm you. going. What do you mean? Uh, no, but I watched I'm you. I'm going box. through. We ain't there. Like you just said, the money you got from the Travel Channel. I was getting the same thing from Sirius where I would say to myself, this is ridiculous. Like you're a uneducated fucking skateboarder. Like, yeah. and they're paying you this much. And then it's for life. You're the one of the best guys on the on the whole thing, so you're safe with us. Yeah, and then just not nah, fuck off, like just instantly. And I was like, I wasn't prepared. I'm not prepared. And yeah. I, my wife and I were like, you know, not hysterical, but we were like, we're we're done. I was like, do I have to move out? Like, how am I in a, am I in a like a one bedroom apartment? What how I, bad is this going to get? What I loved about what you were doing is you were sharing that because that's a conversation that, like, that's why when you say that, I get excited because I go. Yeah, everyone looks. Everyone looks at you and goes, "Man, this guy's been Tiger Woods his whole life." And to hear when you're like, "Oh no, I was making two thousand dollars a month. I had a kid on the way." Oh well, no, I I was. <laughs> it was it got dire. I was I I had two. I I bought a second house that was four acres so I could build ramps and stuff. At that point, I couldn't afford to keep the ramps up anymore. They were all masonite wood. They're just getting destroyed. Yeah. So they're just all falling apart in my backyard which is a visual yeah re, re, visual display of your of your life and where you're going yeah when absolutely you're watching shit yeah i'm watching apart. it crumble yeah for me it was mexican guys destroying this house and i was like this yeah. is i got we're gonna have that front room and that's it we're not gonna be able to build out here so i knew i i knew i could i knew how to edit videos because i had some experience with that stacy peralta you know sort of helped me do some things and so I, I told my parents that I want to buy an editing bay and I could start doing freelance work for Man. action sports industries, whatever. Cause that I just knew I had so that skill set because skateboarding was not going to take me there anymore as far as I was concerned. So I went to LA, bought a, bought a, uh, so lame on consignment. I bought a three quarter deck editing system for eight grand. Wow. That's a lot right? of money. Please. That, that, and my parents, 
reluctantly gave it to me and only because they said, well, we never had to pay for your college. So we'll give you this. Oh my God. But what I love about this story is that in this story, on this page of this, of this movie, there is no future Tony Hawk. Oh, uh -huh. There is just a no guy game, with, with now an editing dream. Yeah. And then I started learning how to use the, the equipment was already outdated. I mean, it was on consignment, which means yeah, someone yeah, yeah. just gave it up and they were like, that's all I could afford. So I got that. I figured out how to run the video through this home editing system, Video Toaster at the time, which was the first um, home nonlinear <laughs> editing system. But it wasn't, not, it was, I didn't have the, I didn't have the hard drive space to do the nonlinear stuff. So I had to run it through tape. So, you know, A, B, switching, whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. I have a couple of jobs that I might be getting and the whole thing just freezes up and, and the tape breaks. And I have no idea what to do. I can't fix it. And then that was the moment where I just put my head on the desk and started crying. Cause I didn't know what to do. I was like, I'm, this is, I banked everything on this. I brought money from my parents and this isn't going to work. And uh, it was, <laughs> it sucked. So I'm I living in Fallbrook. I love those. You'll like this one though. I'm living in Fallbrook, which is you know, East San Diego. Yeah. I called the company and I was like, oh, this, this one machine locked up. The tape got stuck in it. I got the tape out, but it still won't move. And they're like, oh, I'll just bring it up here. We'll show you how to reset it. And I go, well, can't you just tell me? Like, no, I can't. It's too complicated. So the next day I drove this fucking machine from Fallbrook to Burbank. And the guy took the lid off and hit a reset button. Oh, you prick. Oh, what a fucking cunt. Oh, I want to fucking kill this guy. <laughs> and then, then I went home, started editing videos. Paid the rent for a couple months. Are you like me and you're ready to start your fitness goals? <laughs> Do you want 2022 to, be, to, 2022 <laughs> to be your best year? <laughs> it, it's going to be someone's best year. Have you set any fitness goals? Let me tell you about something that can revolutionize your workout. Fight Camp. Fight Camp brings the best workouts in the world into your home and makes it fun. Working out when it's fun is a game changer changer i fucking hate my rowing machine <laughs> and i look at it like a like a tool of fucking frustration i would love to learn to kick box box all from your home with access to world-class programming elite trainers premium equipment smart technology that turns your workout into an interactive experience they've got thousands of classes quick workouts these workouts maximize efficiency with high intensity interval training so you can get a killer workout in as short as 20 minutes um, the data they, they provide is real-time data during your workout so you can track your progress, look forward to guided goals, and see exactly how you're performing over time. And this is a full-body workout. Combines plyometric workouts with the best of both cardio, strength, training, all in an intense full-body workout, and, and it includes your brain. Because what I know about boxing, and the, the hardest thing for me was not necessarily throwing the punch. It was following the... Uh, one, two, two, three, two, three, two, three. It, it really does get your brain going. And it's a full family package family workout. It comes with all the stuff you need to work out and you get your whole family involved. Fight Camp's one of the only home workouts that's safe for kids because there's no heavy weights, no spinning wheels. And it's an amazing way for them to get their energy out, learn something new, and share an experience with your whole family. Now is the best time to get your Fight Camp. Take advantage of their holiday deal going on right now. If you purchase this month, you'll get an additional pair of gloves for free. Just go to joinfightcamp.com slash Bert to get an additional pair of gloves for free. Go to joinfightcamp.com slash Bert. That's joinfightcamp.com 
slash Bert. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Um, we talk about therapy a lot. We talk about BetterHelp a lot on this show. And this month, we're discussing some of the stigmas surrounding uh, mental health. I started this. I actually started BetterHelp a couple months ago. And uh, my therapist's name is Elizabeth. And really? she's, she's fantastic. She's, she's a military kid like me. And her son has ADHD. So she kind of understands me on a level that's like way different than any of my other like past therapists. Did you, um, were you getting in front of a problem or were you going through some shit? A little bit of both. Really? Yeah. Because that's what I love about therapy is you don't just have to have a problem. Uh, you can just be kind of using tools to utilize before things get worse so you can help avo avoid lows. Mm -hmm. Many people think therapy is for crazy people. I remember I thought that uh, when, I first, when I first got introduced to therapy by my wife, who was then my girlfriend. But it doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It means that you can recognize that all humans have emotions, and sometimes you need to learn how to control them and not avoid them. And we've been taught that mental health shouldn't just shouldn't be a part of normal life. Wait, who the fuck taught you that? That's so wrong. <laughs> That's the fucking wrongest thing. <laughs> Everyone I know is in therapy. Yes. I wonder if Rogan's in therapy. I bet his therapy is just fucking kickboxing. Or 10 podcasts a day. 10 podcasts a day. We're talking to the, some of the most brilliant people in the world. Yeah. Uh, Tom's in therapy. You know that? I didn't. He doesn't seem like a guy that would be in therapy. He's like, of course I'm in fucking therapy. You know, he got me back in therapy. Because um, I had a fucking spin out. I waited until things got worse. And and uh, and and I had a spin out. And he's like, buddy, I, th I think you need to go back to therapy. And I think he texted Leanne. And Leanne's like, your therapy is set up for Tuesday. And I was like, for real? <laughs> awesome. It's great when you have people around you. But if you don't and you feel like you're going through some stuff, um, BetterHelp is a great, great, great service to to get some professional online therapy. What I love about online therapy is you don't have to drive there. You don't have to wait in traffic. You don't resent them. And it's often cheaper. Um, so here, BetterHelp is customized online therapy, offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have any, don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. By the way, getting on a phone and getting on a treadmill and doing therapy over the phone on treadmill is fucking awesome. You can bang out four miles just walking. It's it's really great. And then you feel great too. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. I already said that. And you can be matched with a therapist in just 48 hours. Give it a try. See why over two million people have Used BetterHelp online therapy. And BertCast listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Bert. That's BetterHelp.com slash Bert. Really? Yeah. So when did you go from yeah, yeah, that, the yeah, editing let's the rest to of this story. back? Because at one point you started Birdhouse and started doing... So I, that, that, I, the jobs were so sparse. I wasn't really getting that many. I got, I got one random... Uh, what were you editing? Uh, well, I was, I was putting together skate videos like... A company, other companies were going to put together a skate video and they didn't have much of a budget, but I needed the money yeah. and I knew how to piece the, the, the tapes together. You knew together. what a good trick looked like? <laughs> well, I just knew how to, I knew how to put yeah. that, like, they, you know, they'd come with me. I got this one on high eight. I got this one on VHS. And I was like, all right, put it through here and, and here's the output. Yeah. So I knew how to do that at least. And then I got a I got a job editing a video for a new video game from NEC because my friend who Jeremy Klein who ended up skating for Birdhouse yeah. was working at NEC and he he's like hey my friend's got a video thing we can do it and so he brought this dude the head of NEC USA to my garage in Fallbrook to edit this video and that and then I just kind of limped along but it wasn't really working and then at some point I couldn't afford my mortgage anymore so I took out a um, 
I, I basically had already taken out the equity from my house because I wanted to start the skate company because yeah. I, I gave up on the video thing and <clears throat> connected so you with- you take the equity out in your house, which by the way is a, I'm keeping my balls out of my pants move because I- I took a second mortgage on my house. That's fuck. Okay, keep going. Yeah. On the house that was worth something because the other house wasn't increasing in value. Yeah. So- everything that I had banked on, I took it out to start a skate company with my friend Pear because he also was considering leaving Palo Peralta. So he and I pooled our funds together and we started what became Birdhouse. What year is this? Uh, 1992. Okay. And then I just sold my house for the debt. Like that was it. I, I just basically just free and clear, sold the house, but had, had got, got that equity to start Birdhouse and then moved back into the old house. It was a duplex and basically lived on Top Ramen and Taco Bell for like three years. Ended demos <clears throat> where people didn't appreciate him because he was a vert guy and there was a, the new uh, street. But also, people- but, but I was thankful to get those demos because not, it, there wasn't much going on. There were a few, there were a few uh, organ- or groups that were doing rollerblade shows. Right, yeah. so they would put up a vert ramp. Say, is this nineteen ninety five? Yeah, ninety four, ninety five. I went to nineteen ninety five. I was in, I was in Italy, and I went, and there was a vert ramp demo with a guy with rollerblades. Yeah, and we befriended him. It was, I think, it was right on the coast. We befriended him, and he took us over, and it was pretty fucking badass. And we were like, we got to get rollerblades. No, <laughs> but no, so don't. that's the thing is that 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 saved me because I would be the special guest of the rollerblade shows, the inline shows. Yeah. And then I got I got asked to do a few of those, so I, I would do. We did a few runs at Six Flags, different Six Flags across the country, where we were skating in the parking lot, three shows a day for a hundred bucks a day, and then sharing hotel rooms. But that's what like the hustle. I just like I have to go. I, I Is that where have... you two met doing those demos? Who? No, we you met, met before that. You met before that. Yeah. Were you doing those as well? No, I was in Australia uh, working. Like he got. I I, got, I was I was scraping by based on my previous reputation. Right. So so, so they would. Be so like, it wasn't like anyone that was a, that was a you know middle ranked vert skater was going to get those opportunities. Right. So you were getting the opportunities recognition of that name. Yeah. How fucking lucky are you to have the name Tony Hawk? You know, I went back to what Australia is- and my skate shop uh, gave said that they could give me a fifteen percent grip uh, discount on grip tape. That was it. And I just recently placed fifth in the world. And I was like, Yeah, I mean, that's the state wait. of things. And then yeah. they started sponsoring Rollerblade. And that's why your Rollerblade story triggers me. Oh. Because just real quick, Rollerblade, how you doing? How's yeah. that going? Yeah. So I put, I, I would also do, I put my name out there to do whatever. So I got a couple of consulting jobs at um, doing Hollywood stuff because they said, Oh, uh, you know, you want, you want someone to coordinate skating for the shoot. I, they thought I was too old because I was 24, 25, oh whatever. <laughs> so I wasn't getting the jobs as the skater in the commercial or whatever it was, yeah. but they knew I could figure out who would be best for it. And so I got a consulting fee, usually 500 bucks to go find a skater for this commercial and even build ramps for the commercial. Like just whatever it took. To keep it going. So then, and then, how many kids at this time? Two, two. Uh, no, just one at the time. So wait. So then, tell me the, tell me the, uh, the 
turn moment. Yeah. Uh, the, I would say the turn happened after the first X Games, probably going into the second X Games. When first suddenly, X Games was, was 1995. Okay. Um, suddenly, I did commercials. I did commercials for this for the third X Games with Johnny Knoxville. Oddly yeah. enough, isn't that crazy? Yep. Yeah. I remember that. I did. I did. Uh, you, you were on the traveling, like in the bus in the RV. I was. I, he stopped in Tallahassee to party with me. Okay. And so we ended he, up. He came to. He came to my house. To yeah. Do that. Same yeah. Thing. He came to uh, yours to. Um, oh, what's the young? Uh, uh, Parks. Mark. Parks. Oh, Bona Parks. Parks Bonafay. Bonafay. Went to Parks Bonafay's house. Yeah. Came partied with me in Tallahassee. Um, and I was on that. That was when I graduated college. Or oh, left yep. college. But yeah. Weird. But yeah. So around that time, X Games was starting to come on the scene, and there was this renewed interest in in skateboarding. I mean, definitely in in what they called extreme sports, but mostly I'd say it was focused in on skateboarding, BMX, inline skating, and motocross. All right. Yeah. That was the the big the Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. And then I started getting more opportunities and and getting actual paychecks and you were 20 uh don't let me guess you were 28 at the time uh yeah almost and so yeah. and so when you at what point do you start going like like how how do you turn into who you are today that's like because i don't think i ever knew that you weren't this the whole time he was this the whole time uh in those days i but i was i think that i Wait, had then hold then, then so was i <laughs> shut the fuck up the whole time we've, we've all been, been us the, the whole time, time. That's it. Trip out on that, but <laughs> you know, I didn't know that he was ever in a fine. Like I know from being his friend for a long time that there was a time where he didn't make that much money. Yeah, but to me, at, in that era, he was still in the magazine. He was still like there was video parts where you were still, still making all the time. tricks that yeah. no one could do. So in my little world, I was like, he's on top of the world because it didn't matter about the money. Like I, I was on top of the world in Australia because. I was a courier, but when I went to the ramp, I fucking owned it. That was my ramp. I was better yeah. than everybody. But that's there was no audience for yeah. our skills. That's, that's why I when feel like f- that's 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 stand up. We were all doing yeah. stand up. We were all doing stand up. There was no audience when I started. There was no audience for stand up. So when uh, there wasn't an audience for stand up, fifteen. Uh, there wasn't an audience for stand up, and this is going to be rough. People are going to disagree with me. Ten years ago, there wasn't an audience for stand up. Meaning. Right now, there's an audience for stand-up that there's never been. What he was saying when I was when I was still just skating and doing video parts and doing yeah. tricks and stuff, when the X Games came around and they said they're going to have vert, mostly they're going to have vert because they had inline skating and they knew that was going to be a draw and that half-pipe oh, skating was wow. the thing they did. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm still here skating vert all the time. Let's yeah. go. I tried to, I lived in Vancouver because I got kicked out trying to count. I went to a contest in Canada and I had an athlete visa, not, I mean, a, sorry, I had a green, uh, a tourist visa. So when I came back through, they were like, uh, you've been in America for five months? And I go, yeah. And they're like, what job do you have? I'm like, oh, I don't have a job. And they're like, you weren't in this skateboard contest that was in Vancouver this weekend? I'm like, I, I, I watched it. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah. Do you have any money to prove that you can live in, in America? And I was like, uh, yeah, like on a, I can get a bank statement. I had no money. So they said, yeah, go get the bank statement. So I left the airport, went back to the city and text some skate friends and they said yeah we'll pick you up they picked me up at a phone booth took me to their house i lived at their house for three months and then colin mckay is a famous skateboarder so i was living at his house and he used to be on the burns brigade 
And he's like, dude, get on the Barnes Brigade. They'll get you an athlete visa. So I got on the Barnes Brigade and they gave me a, an athlete visa. But before I went through, the X Games showed up. And I'm like, the X Games is the biggest skateboard contest in the history of the world. I've got to be in that. So I don't have a visa. So I try to drive through uh, like the like drive through the customs area thing. And I had a girlfriend who I didn't know, but she put a note in my bag saying good luck in X Games. Oh. And- all this shit. So I, when I go to go through, they're like, you know, uh, you know, uh, they say national, like, what, what you're from? And I go American, and and he American. goes, he goes, say that again. And I'm like American, and, and I'm fucked. And he's like, oh, come out of the car, let me talk to you. Howdy. And then they search my bag and they see that cheeseburger, <laughs> cheeseburger. And they said you're not allowed to come into America. And I did. And they I, saw the note about X Games. Yeah. So I didn't get to go to the first X Games. I love those tricks. I love those tricks. Don't, we're not getting off this. I want to hear that big turn. Oh, I love those tricks when you find out that a different country does something different. Like uh, in, in, in Europe, they say, they say three like this. Are you going to do, are you going to do the inglorious bastards on us? Yeah, that's what I just did. This guy, His 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 knowledge is strictly for movies. Tell us about a royale with cheese. Now, by the way, way, all I can think throughout that entire story is how great would it be if Jason Ellis had a big big book of ideas that he never followed through with? Like he was like, "Ooh, I'll just drive myself into that country." All the other ideas that he goes, that one's too bad. That one's too bad. I was desperate to be in the X Games. Was the greatest thing that could happen. ESPN sponsored it, right? Yeah, it was going to be on TV. We had a contest. Yeah, we, we, on- there were no televised events then. So yeah. I, I knew I rem- it was even, on ESPN. As wacky as it was with bungee jumping and sky serving and everything, I knew there was something there because ESPN had never broadcasted a skateboard event. Yeah. And that, and that, that period changed the way I think everyone looked at extreme sports. And you started seeing things. Like I remember, I remember one time they were like, uh, we should go shovel racing. You're like what? Mm. Like it's all in the X Games, and yeah. I guess dudes were going a, and I ended up doing it. I ended up doing it, but the um. So then, at what point? So you're doing X Games. You make I don't know. What I do you think make? what happened was I I got such in the mode of of hustling and hustling and hustling, especially through the early '90s, oh. scraping by. Okay, so so that, so, that when yeah. suddenly there was opportunity and there was serious money that was being offered. I was still in that, it wasn't, it wasn't like I was going to grab one and be like, oh, I'm finally set. I just kept going, kept going. And then suddenly it was, it was coming in waves. And before I knew it, I was fine. Yeah. And you're, and you, we, now at this point, can you make your own boards? Do you have anyone make your boards? We still birdhouse. We still do birdhouse. But like when you, how much do you get a board? Do you get everything? No, no. I mean, wait. I mean, obviously, there's cost to make the board and everything. Whatnot, yeah, but like, I would say that you get more than the years. artist would make, right? Yeah, it's like it's yeah. like when I, when you meet podcasters and they go, uh, they go, oh, I just signed a big deal with dot dot dot, and you're like, and I always go, I wouldn't have done that. Yes, I'm in that. I'm in the. I'm in the birdhouse forum. Run it yourself. Yeah, we, I run it all myself, and so all my ad sales is done in house, and so. Oh wow! Oh wow! Oh wow! Oh, we'll we'll talk off. We'll, one, we'll talk off. One day, yeah. I, no. Well, Birdhouse. I mean, Birdhouse was. I would say we were the biggest in the early two thousands, thanks to the success of our video game. Um, but to be going, I mean, we're going to be coming up on thirty years next year, and that's rare for a skate brand. Right. 
Yeah. So I'm I'm proud of that. But to, really to, to to answer your question, that the the actual turn, I'd say like the moment, and I've, and I've told this story before, but the moment I knew things were kind of on a different level was we were very close to releasing the first video game um, that we had been working on for about a year and a half. And uh, Activision called me and they said, <clears throat> um, we know that there's, you know, we're, we're pretty excited about the game um, and we're willing to offer you uh, half a million dollars uh, as a buyout for future royalties. And, you know, to hear the number half a million in that time of my life was like someone just saying, hey, we want to offer you a gazillion trillion dollars. Yeah. Because it sounded unreal. But I had just bought a new house and I was pretty comfortable with my, with my other income, with, with board royalties and competition earnings and sponsorships. And something came over me and I just said, no, I'd, I'd rather just, I believe in it. I see it through. Let's see what happens. Smart guy. I would have taken the money. Oh, if they had offered it to me a year before that, I would have taken the money. Really? Yeah, because that to me, that would have set me up. I mean, how are you going to know time. that it was going to be? I mean, I know it's, you. It's absolutely the best financial decision I've ever made in my life. But those those sometimes, uh, well, I, yeah, that's, that's a financial decision. I made financial accidents where I was like, I was like, oops. And then I was like, I ah, turned out pretty good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like my career. The, <laughs> Like, like, uh, like, but it's always, it's always following something I'm fucking in, obsessed with. Like I'm, I'm into where yeah. I go, I, I don't know. Um, that, that is amazing. $500,000. I'm, I'm trying to guess. I, I bet, I bet my guess would be off by like a hundred million, but like, it's gotta be a lot of, it's gotta be a lot of money on a, on a video game. Oh, what, what was earned? Royalties. Well, yeah. What, what, what the um, royalty buyout was. Yeah, it was uh, much more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Best answer ever. Millions. Do you, Millions. Do you, do you have... Um, People you, think like that my my net worth is hugely inflated. Oh, wait, online. pull it up. Let's see it. And then pull mine up and Jason's up. <laughs> oh, man. No, Don't put me let's, in this. Let's all, let's all see our net worth. <laughs> it's is a weird thing. I'll tell you my net worth. But it's it's really... I'll, if Tony tells you his real net worth, I'll tell you my real net worth. I actually, know say? I actually had it on a piece of paper right here the other day. Says 140 million. Wow. Holy shit, never mind. I'm not saying mine. Where is that hiding? <laughs> I'll make you feel no, better. Don't no, worry. No. Uh, the weird thing about that is, is, it's a double-edged sword because people think that's what I have, so they yeah. assume I can afford anything. And having a foundation, it's like wanting to pay for it yourself. Yeah. And and then assuming that you're gonna want private jets and all this stuff, I do not have that much money. Yeah. Bird says three million, and it also says you're five eleven. Okay. Well, they're short on both of those. Just nice. FYI. Wait. You're six foot tall. I'm six one. Oh, sorry, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, it's so funny. I, I <laughs> the, Jason Ward's out of the net, net milled the eight million. Yeah, maybe those guys didn't get notified. I got fired from <laughs> Sirius XM. <laughs> oh, that's great! That's great! Congratulations, Jason. Take that to a fucking boat dealership. Just print it out. Go, here's my net worth. Hey, can I get a... <laughs> yeah, but I won't be able to make the first payment. <laughs> Doesn't matter. You get that month of the boat. This is pretty fucking awesome. Okay. All you need is a month in a boat, and then you're not going to want a boat anymore. <laughs> Wait, why don't you do more rich guy shit? <laughs> like, you could do legit rich guy shit. If I had that money, I could. Absolutely. But you could do legit rich guy shit. Like, you're... <laughs> like, what, what brand of shirt is that? <laughs> what brand is this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think this is Rag and Bone. Is, oh, it's okay. And so, like, oh, so all your clothes are free because they're all 
stuff that like you no, guys I bought make. it. Dude, what, he what got are those jeans. Levi's. Oh, of course. Dude, he got watches. He likes watches. You like, like watches? But he doesn't get. He doesn't have like uh. I used like to the dumbest. I used to have the a couple of. Let's ones, talk about sure. dumb purchases. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah don't, we're looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, what's the most you've ever spent on something you want? <laughs> Just go. <laughs> I think I bought I bought a watch that was somewhere around thirty grand. By the way, what the that's, that's not dumb. I know that's what regular yeah, people do. Yeah, let's go. I mean, I mean what are you talking call, about? I know, I'm gonna I know, call Segura. Like, I'm gonna call Segura, and you're gonna get a real dumb guy rich. Yeah, he got cars that he buys cars and then sends them to germany to be upgraded and then they send them home do you know how much it must cost to send a car to germany no. to just send a car to germany i, I don't go i'm not it's already no. out of my price range in uh fly private i can't afford to no. take myself to germany you don't fly private no rarely oh, man you are what are you he had is, he had a private jet for a, a minute i didn't well i had access to activisions i didn't have it but i had yeah, access. i had access to activisions jet and they would only charge me for gas gas yeah. is five grand an hour yeah oh yeah 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 but he still had it yeah that's fucking awesome like one time i got it to go in it, and it had like, <laughs> yeah it had, it, i mean it's amazing the convenience gold. factor is had gold so, everything was gold but and i, then, well, I and then under say, your chair that's all the snacks that everyone would any every snack you would ever want <laughs> under every oh chair God. every chair gets all the snacks i'm, everybody. Gonna, I'm gonna cleanse and that's all i can hear about but this. i i do gotta Sorry. say like about Four years ago, five years ago, my it, my income kind of took another dive, and so I, I was living well, but I wasn't raking it in. Really? Um, yeah, because our video game series was over. Yeah, which was usually that was the majority of, of my income. Um, and sponsorships were difficult because no one was doing year long or or three year deals anymore. It was all turning into these short bursts or social media. And I was I was an old vert dude. Like you know, a lot of people saw me as like, okay, that guy. We we've had enough of him. Yeah. And and I just kept skating, and it only kind of turned around in the last year or so, where really? people are interested in what I'm doing again. Really? Maybe that's because you've been hanging out with me on the ramp because I bring probably a lot it. of eyes. Yeah. It's, you you do you do bring a lot. I don't of have eyes. a lot of jokes. Sorry. No no no. I love every. Every time, let, let's just say that uh, there will be another spike. You know, you can do, you can judge this on. I do this on Google Trends. Is sometimes you tether yourself to somebody when they spike, you spike for whatever reason. So, like, type in Tony Hawk in Google. Just type Tony Hawk in Google, and you'll see the people who people also search for. And if it's Jason Ellis, so go into uh, scroll down. There we go. Uh, Sean White, Bob, Cab, Bucky. Current. All right, so you got to get in front of that list, Jason. All right. All right. I'll keep working. Riley. Riley, it's my kinda, wife. It's kind of fair. Rodney, Guppy. That's my. That's my uh, one of my other sons. I gotta get. I gotta get Guppy. You gotta get in front of his family. Right. Number one. <laughs> Miles, is my stepson. So we have six kids between us. Jesus. Um, three are in college, including Miles and his brother Calvin up here. Uh, my son Keegan is going to University of Boulder. And then we have two older boys that are just adults. Oh, wow. I'm and trying then, to get my kid to go to Boulder. What's that? I'm trying to get my daughter to go to Boulder. He loves it. He transferred from Seattle to oh, there. I can't talk about where she wants to go to school. I can only say Boulder because she doesn't want to go to school there. <laughs> She's. Uh, did, did your kids have a hard time with a famous dad? 
Um, that's a good question. Uh, I think sometimes, I, I mean, obviously there's perks cause I get to do stuff like this and Miles can bring his homie. But, but like my, our <laughs> problem is our problem is, and I wonder if your kids see this is, and I wonder, I was wondering this about your daughter too, because my daughters have asked to be off all my social media posts mm. because creepy. Spencer, for sure, the, the one that you saw right there, the, mm -hmm. he, he's a musician. He, he has asked me very specifically to not like post about my music and things like that because he doesn't want the success to be attached to that. Well, oh, my daughters get people asking for pictures of their feet. So like they, they were like, like I posted a thing. I posted a thing. I posted a thing about one of my daughter's friends the other day. And one of my friends DM'd me on accident saying about how hot that child was. Oh, my God, And I dude. went, and he goes, sorry, wrong person. Get the fuck out of here. And I was like, here. I was like, oh, I have to lose you as a friend. Yeah. I got the it's same. Fucking... My daughter's 16. I got in trouble the other day, so I don't talk about my daughter on podcasting anymore. I but I will say this, mine. that there are people that follow her where I want to reach out to them. I mean, I have reached out to a couple and said it in a very civil way because I I only have two versions and you don't <laughs> want the speeds. second one. Nobody yeah. wants the second one, not no. me either. So I was like, can you please stop DMing my daughter and maybe unfollow her? I think it's it'd be for the it'd be the uh, the best move for you. And he said, you know, she's been talking shit back to me, and I was like, sounds good, but I still think we should just you know unfollow and call it a day. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Love the show. I'm like, oh god, I want, I want to find you and cave your face. Yeah, but don't get me started. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm it's gonna the very, game. It's what's gonna happen. It's, like, it's gonna keep going. People mm -hmm. are gonna follow her and say stuff, and I have to. It's her life. I can't, because I know she knows me as, like, if someone's like, hey, nice, she would be terrified if I was there for the person that said nice tits. Yeah, because they know what would happen. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it sucks that our daughters turn into women, right? I can't believe I'm <laughs> going to agree with that. Please don't make that like a promo where I just agree. That was hard. With, that. Was, yeah, with my daughter when she was younger, we would have do family stuff, and I'm tagging everyone, and she's, "Why didn't you tag me?" I'm like, "I can't explain that to you," right? Because she really couldn't understand it. She does now. She's 13 yeah. now, but I'm super respectful. I, I did a show in Tampa. I'm all my. I grew up in Tampa, so all my friends were in Tampa, and um. One of my buddies, one of my buddies, uh, had a, his had a surprise party, and his daughter flew in for a surprise party, and I saw it on his wife's. I saw it on his Instagram. I rather I saw it on his Instagram, and then I said something. I said, "Yeah, that was really cool." And I saw his daughter, and I went, "Hey, um, that was really cool. It made me feel like because I I miss my daughters, and I was like, I wish my daughters were flying in. What's it called? And then she goes, "You don't follow me," and I said, "Yeah, I know." And she goes, why not? And I said, because you're my buddy's daughter. Right. And then and then his wife says, you don't follow me either. And I go, yeah, you're my buddy's wife. I don't fuck with that shit. And I don't. I expect other people to go. I like. I don't mind if you follow Leanne. She's kind of. She has her own podcast and she puts herself out there. But like, the fact that someone would would request a follow from. First of all, both of my daughters have burner accounts. They are fucking not on their their Instagram accounts. Isla's changed her name so many times. Because all people want from her are fucking pictures of her feet. And she's not that kind what of kid. What the hell? Dude, it's gotten bad. It's gotten, I'm so we, offended we, by the public. What are you doing, people? Yeah, why can't you just be a man and go, hey, man, I'll give you respect. Like, that's, that's, first of all, that's a child. Oh, my God. 
I like, I don't know. I, 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 this, this yeah. veered off into me and Jason That's spiraling about. Cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I, wanna, I don't want to be, I don't want to get into it. I just want to no. be like, yeah, don't, don't do it. You guys, I wouldn't do it if I was you. I'd leave my daughter alone. Uh, so, so what, uh, so what, God, I want to, I want to just, I want you to buy a yacht. The what what uh I've told him yeah I'm like this whole career Here's as I've thing. been his friend I, 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 I he I won't feel, do it no it's we have many children to provide for obviously and I feel the college is expensive college I yeah, just college found that and, out. and also I just, I just, I just but I also now. want them to not have to worry or to struggle like we did I, I want them to take pride in their own work and 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 have their own careers obviously but i also want to know that they are provided for if that doesn't work out yeah and that's really important to both of us my wife and i and so and but all, we're, we're just not we're not flashy you know we're not we don't flex we're not ballers like i don't i don't like that kind of attention yeah i don't you know it's i never was a like i'm i'm i like watches i only have one watch but it's a nice watch well i have this watch but this is for I'm but I, I said I got into that for yeah. for a hot minute and then I was like what am I doing and then I sold them all yeah I I wanted uh Segura got me into it Segura got me into it because he started I was like what? what that's a nice watch and then he was like oh yeah uh, fucking dot 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 he Man, but he, he's got cool shit huh he loves for whatever reason he loves balling him and Rogan and I mean this respectfully they love to ball a little bit yeah. like Rogan you'll never know it you'll never know Rogan balls undercover ball he's a hardcore undercover baller but he doesn't you, take photos of him in his lamborghini he just drives his lamborghini no he by the way rogan's a hardcore car guy that's I why i think him and tom connect is like they're really into so am i that's why i watch them and go oh that's what it's like huh it dude must be cool but like but i'll tell you right now with my daughters i'm very picky particular about what cars they drive because they both want quote unquote beaters because they don't want to look like rich kids and i go no i understand that i will not get you into a car that is going to break down because I'm gonna get you into a car that's responsible, that's yeah. heavy. That I, I tried to explain this. My daughter almost killed me on a jet ski, Isla, the the lunatic. And she's talking about a car. She wants a, a car. It's a small car. And I said, "You're not getting it," because this child and I can never express this properly. This child has your thing for speed. Huh. At one point, we got her in a Gator. You know, one of those little Gators. Yeah. yeah. She was young, and we let her drive, and she compromised her vision of the road for speed. Yeah. So she slid down in the chair. So she could push the gas all the way down yeah. and didn't care about what was in front of her. <laughs> Respect. It was the speed. <laughs> That's what's up. And I said, you'll never get a car that you're going to get a large car that doesn't go fast. And I may have to spend extra money on it, hmm. but you're going to kill yourself if I put you yeah. in what you want. Right. And what she wants isn't expensive. That's we, 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 those are big research items for my wife and I when, when all these boys were old enough to drive. Yeah. Was what, can they get that they will survive in halston what kind of car do you think tony hawk drives um i think it's like a like a jeep wow uh, -uh. i'm gonna say i'm gonna say you're the kind of guy that uh i mean this respectfully that uh that buys the nice car in the off-brand car you know like the, like He's like, oh yeah, the Genesis is a great car, and you're like, like the or like, oh, I have a Lexus. You're a Lexus. I bet you drive a Lexus. <laughs> that was the first nice car I bought. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. When I finally did was making money, I really, bought, I bought a Lexus. Yeah, those but, big body. Um, was it a big body Lexus or yeah, was it a big one? Those yeah. big body Lexuses were yeah. fucking badass. Yeah, oh, I loved it. Yeah, but I bought it at the heyday of the '80s, and then 
I had to sell it to my parents-in-law. My really? in-laws. Yeah, because we couldn't afford it anymore. So what kind of car do you drive now? Tesla. Oh, of course you do. God damn it. <laughs> it's a really good one, but it's a really Flat. good one that doesn't, you don't know. Like yeah, I didn't I, that's know. what I like. I like. I don't like the flash, but I like that it has it. It has the power. Yeah. And he's got the quick can, one that has like the rocket launch thing. It's fucking fun, dude. Yeah, I think, I think, I, I think personally, and, and Joe, I apologize for hearing this, and you, and I'm wrong, but I think that car broke Joe Rogan's heart. What did that car? Because that car, all oh, of a because it, it's quicker off the mark than all the engine all cars, the, all the good ones. Yeah. yeah, but look, I, see, I, I remember hearing him. It's, and Tom, it's, it's frighteningly fast. Like I, I, I have driven fast cars before, and he and I rented a ferrari in yeah. the in in germany the autobahn in germany yeah like pinned. Yeah. pinned pinned it he pinned for like a long time too like to the point where 300k yeah he would watch it go up two mile an hour down a hill because we'd been pinned for like yeah. five minutes so it'd be like 202 203 like we'll shut up man. just wow Matted. See, I don't have that need. But what I'm saying is th this this car, this Tesla, is is that fast. Really? Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. It, yeah. But no sound. Yeah. That's what scares me because I'm used to race cars. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't have a, like, if you shift, you don't shift. There's no sound. You don't know. The engine doesn't tell you how fast you're going. No, no. Is it, does it do you think, that, do, you, are you, do you find a connection with speed with the same adrenaline rush you get skateboarding? Oh, yeah. 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 Really? motorcycles you ever yeah. do motorcycles I used, to, I used to race dirt bikes oh that's right i know that i actually told you i wanted to get into that and you told me no yeah that's way to go jason good advice wow <laughs> yeah. see i really, I really like you Bert, because that's if i didn't like you i'd be like yeah man moto is great but i, 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 I really... love you dude and i was like don't do that wait did you, you ever ride motorcycles no really yeah i think that at some point i knew that if i got into it i would want to do all the jumps right. and backflips and stuff and oh yeah of you course. don't the learning process is not like skateboarding oh yeah because no it is like skateboarding which means you can't have both under your belt at that level because you can't break everything and then get into a right but that's the thing if you want to learn a backflip you either make it or you get destroyed well, i wonder how many people would have been great motocross guys but their first trick didn't go so well it's kind of like stand-up it's like yeah. if you're, if you're oh, first I hear that. Open skateboarding mic all the time oh yeah oh, i tried to skateboard and fell and broke my wrist and threw it away but that's the difference. I bet you you did die in front I of a landed, lot of comedians. I landed my first couple tricks. Oh, meaning, okay. Like my first two, and I did so well that I was like, I was like, I might be a natural. And then, <laughs> yeah. boy, I just started taking fucking rail slides to the balls, like left and right, and I mean, I bombed at times so bad that I, but I was in love with that land sticking gonna, at once. But you answered the question. You, you did bomb a thousand times and you were oh, like, yeah. I, you think I'm stopping? Like there's nothing that I remember somebody telling me a long time ago in Australia, a brother, an older brother used to skate and he was like, I quit because I broke my ankle twice and I had to bite my tongue because I'm just looking at him like, so what? Like it's only two broken ankles. What is your fucking problem? <laughs> but that's how you have to look at it if you want to, because where I, at that point I had a lot of broken bones to go. And I needed that attitude. Otherwise, I would have quit. Ours is, uh, I was like, uh, I, I was a stand-up. by the road's just a lonely place. And you're like, is it? Yeah. If, is it for it's you? It's lonely when you don't have a crowd. <laughs> is it for you? Oh, by the way, I love the road. I love the road. You do, a, huh? Oh, my God. Like, there's guys right you're now. I could, I could call you Shane. I could call Shane Gillis. 
And I go, favorite part of the road? And he'll tell you very quickly, ooh, Sunday morning beers at an airport. Like, those, those are the things you're in love with where you're like, ooh, upgrade, <laughs> getting an upgrade. Ooh, checking your mileage on a Monday to see what that last lot. There's so many things about the road that are nuances that only comedians love. That And th- then when you find new ones, like, for mine, a long time was getting shoe shines. So I wore cowboy, not cowboy boots, but boots. <laughs> but you can only get shoe shines at an airport. Yeah. Yeah. Or a train station. And who goes to a train station? I love, there's so much I love about being on the road uh, that that I go, that in a weird way, I have a hard time living here. I was going to say, is it, do you get bored at home? Uh, I don't get bored. I just feel like a loser. You get in that mode, though. You get in that mode where you're traveling and then you get home. You're like, what do I, what do I do with myself? I feel like I, I, I woke up, I woke up, uh, I did uh, I did uh, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. It was my last show right before Thanksgiving. It was like 9,000 people. And I fucking, I mean, you're humming. You're humming. You're making the walk LeBron made to go out to the fucking same court LeBron played on. And you're, and, 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 uh, and I had a great fucking set. Standing ovation where they're not leaving. Sometimes you get a standing ovation. They're like, yeah, but let's get to the car. Yeah. Standing ovation. And they're, sa- they're staying there for you to let you know, thank you. That's a different standing ovation. And I only... You know, it's this. We're talking. We're splitting hairs here, but you know when it's there for you. Sick. I get off, get on a plane, we fucking party on the plane, get home, and I w- I get here and I just am sitting in my backyard like fuck. What is the fuck? This is what's the fucking point? Huh. And I was like, can Thanksgiving happen tomorrow? And then I'll like bang out like, and I'm just like, can we have people over or something? Like, what are we gonna do tonight? What are we like? We need like your your and then your wife's like, why don't you just relax? And you're like should we fuck you want to fuck yeah. and then we'll fuck twice and then i'll just like and then and then you just find yourself walking around the house going i got nowhere to sit like i don't like uh, i i it's harder if you don't drink because i feel like uh the one time i accomplished a feat where i was not drinking and i was still uh i didn't have a grip on it i was obviously a, a destined to drink again and i was one of those stints where i was like i gotta not drink anymore i'm a mess and we did this stunt where I got towed by a dirt bike guy. I saw it. And I jump off my skateboard and land on the back of his dirt bike yeah. over a jump. And that dude's super nervous. And it's like a real, it was a lot harder than I thought it would be. It took like fucking two hours. I ate shit a bunch of times. So I make it, you know, and it's like, yeah, Tony was there. It's like, hey, you know, my kid was there. It's like, right on, man. Fucking, I'm like coming all the way to the desert to watch me do this stupid thing for two hours. Thanks, dude. And moto dudes were there. And then it's like, yeah, that's nice work. And everyone leaves. And then I get in the truck and I drive home with my wife and my daughter. And my wife's like, I bought you an apple pie. And I'm like, <laughs> I get an apple pie. I'm by myself and I've got an apple pie. <laughs> I I thought we were going to get some whores or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was going to be like champagne. And, yeah. and I'm like, no, no, I'm going to go to bed at like 930 tonight after I have some fucking apple pie from target some See, bullshit I, if if his mom bought me an apple pie i would have been so hyped so what? what's wrong, so what's wrong with i you? would be i'd be so hyped be like oh my god for real yeah i would yeah oh that was the biggest insult that i've had in my uh doing stunt life where i was like this is the worst payoff i've ever had so my wife has a, f- a phrase called earn your monday right and that means do all the fucking work so that when you're done your weekend and you did your for, for me and for for most of us our event would happen on a weekend so movie okay. premiere tv show uh 
stand-up special. Specials is the for a big thing. First person she ever said it about was Amy Schumer. We were driving on the Euro Canyon over under the 101, and, and Leanne goes, oh, my God, Monday morning. She goes, Amy Schumer's movie did fantastic. And I went, really? She goes, oh, it's like the number one movie in the movie theaters. And I went, wow. And I talked to Amy about, I'd been around Amy at the time, and I knew how hard she was working. And I shared with my wife how hard she was working. And my wife went, wow, she really earned her Monday. I go, what's that mean? Nice. She goes, uh, today, she shouldn't have to answer her phone. She shouldn't have to get out of bed. If she wants to drink champagne in bed, no one can question that. She can do whatever the fuck she wants today because she's earned this Monday. I fucking, I hadn't hadn't earned a Monday at that time. I'd never earned a Monday. All my travel channel shows sucked. No one fucking, I, I never sold good tickets. And I went in to do Secret Time, the that special right up there for Netflix. I worked so hard. I mean, I'm saying like, I remember telling my kids, I won't see you for a couple months. I'm going to live on the road. And this is when I was just doing clubs. So mm. I'd do one-nighter, 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 weekend, one-nighter, 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 weekend. And I just lived for on the road. For how long? For two months, three months. Holy shit. Dude. I did every gig I could find because I wanted that two, hour to be perfect. And I, and I I'm, thank God, because I did, I did, I did my first show in Secret Time. I bombed. I bombed. I mean, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong not bombed but for me it was a bomb for a special okay um there's a th like something I, I told my buddy tony who's producing it uh i said uh he's like have you ever bombed and i go yeah of course i have i said sometimes weird things happen like i remember one time i was in australia at sydney opera house and i went to tell the punchline and i stepped on the mic cord and walked forward and as i told the punchline the mic dropped away from me <laughs> and i went fuck they didn't hit the punchline and and that happened on that show and so i go up and my wife's so brutally honest. She's like, that show sucked. Uh, and I was like, fuck. And all I had in my thing was I had a party at my Nana's house that Monday with all my cousins and my whole family. And I had one show to redeem myself and earn my Monday. Nuts. And that's all. I mean, I I was like, you're earning your fucking Monday. And so I have this thing in my head where an apple pie doesn't cut it. I fucking got so fucking wasted well this this i, right I earned now, my tuesday is our monday yeah <laughs> yeah that is a fucking earned monday what how long have we been going today is monday right Two hours. it is right yeah but wait tell that me what did you do after the 900 that night yes oh what did i good. do such a good question, good question. <laughs> hang, on one hang on one second edit you saying that so tony what did you do after the 900 <laughs> uh let's see um spencer had just been born and uh, his mom was with me and uh, he was, let's see, what was that? That was in June. So he was just a few months old. Went to the hotel and had two Heinegans and some Advil. Don't worry, Bert. I was there for it. And I partied so hard that <laughs> night when he made that. And so did all my other skateboard friends. We were all <laughs> raging like we made the fucking 900. Heinegans and it, went it, to bed. Screw couple you. Advil. <laughs> I fuck? Yeah, no, you're insane. I got so wasted and then I was supposed to announce the street contest the next day and I got woken up and I had to uh, rush to the ramp and then I guess I missed one part. So then I fell asleep under a, a, a quarter pipe and nobody could find me. <laughs> and, then, and then somebody found me and I was late and like ESPN. So that, was, that was my Jason. night by proxy. <laughs> Jason, I was living vicariously through Jason. Jason's borrowed a bunch of Mondays. He's trying to earn the <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturday. <laughs> That's why my Mondays look like this. Because I, I think I, I I had to do something at the X Games the next day. Oh, okay. so you couldn't? And you know, none of that was planned. I mean, that was all spontaneous. I had no idea that was going to happen, and or the attention it would get. 
And so my whole weekend was planned out. I was at the X Games and I think I had to do something at the street event the next day. And I just, I, so I had to be at the venue at like 9 a.m. the next day. God. You know, it didn't seem like too. it was some great party. Uh, he changed the, that day changed the game for everybody. It was Explain even, that to me. Even my uneducated business mind was like, that's going to put, that's on TV. It's Tony Hawk. He did the 900, the first 900. And we know how hard it is to do, but I could tell that people that don't skate knew that this was a real, like I could tell people thought it was a bigger deal than like, I'm like, it's a 900. It's fucking impossible. And he fucking made it. And some dude that doesn't know shit about skateboarding was like, he did a 900. (laughs) No one's ever done it. I'm like, everybody knows that this has never been done. And everybody, not skateboarders, people that didn't skateboard were freaking out that he did that, which made skateboarding. Like, like he said, when people asked you what you did and it was a different uh, answer. When I said I was a pro skateboarder in the, in the airplane, People were like, "Do you know Tony Hawk?" Because he became. Can you play bigger that? than skateboard? That nine hundred. I'd love to see that again. Oh, did did when you say spontaneous? Why was it? I mean, I remember watching it. I, I wasn't planning to do that trick. It was the best trick event in in those days. Best trick events were just sort of sideshows to the main event, which yeah. was the vert competition. Yeah. There was an obstacle so, on the ramp right before you did that. Uh, not not that year. No. Yeah, because Colin did the ledge trick before you, and then it was time. The best kit trick contest had ended, and they think, kept it I going. I think the ledge trick happened next year. Maybe you're right. I don't know. I'm right because t- Colin still kind of. Is it this? It. Is this it? Yeah. See, all but, of us, all of us know he got super close, and we were all, everybody just wanted him to make it. Like it was unlike any other trick. Everybody wanted him to do that. But it was it was more that that's why we swarmed him. Everybody the, swarmed him. I, we, I ran to tackle him, and twenty other people swarmed yeah. him before I got there. Oh my god! Because we yeah, all knew. Wild. Well, I've been trying that for ten years, and and landing it before, obviously, right? No, never landing it. No, dude, this was a phantom trick. Like people would spin them, and you were yeah, they were the about, best dude in the world if you span one. There were, about, there were about five people that yeah. were actively trying it. And we all knew, like the big five that could spin 900s. You were fucking hot shit if you could do that. Making it was impossible. And, and a lot of us were actively trying it and committing to it in various times. And um, the one time that I really tried to make it, I broke my rib. Really? Um, where I thought I had it. Like this one day, it was, it was like, oh, this is the day I'm going to finally do this trick. It was, in a, it, was in, it was in a warehouse. No one was watching and I was, it was 1996. Really? And then, uh, and then I came down and crashed into the flat bottom, broke my rib. It just this seemed... that was that was a few years ago though. This one you're watching now was actually um, like four years ago, which is Wait, my last one. Do you have any? You did 900 when you're 50? 48. Really? Yeah. Is this? Is there? Do you have any um, superstitions? Uh. Yes and no. I I always put my pads on in a certain order. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I do. I have certain tricks that I do for warm ups, but that's more to test how I feel. Really? Yeah. Because if if I if I do, I have a handful of tricks that I'll try, and if I feel like I have them easily, then I don't need to warm up much more before and, and what, getting into it. And what is that based on your 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 looseness of your muscles? Yeah. Do, do you stretch? That's I don't. 
You don't. That's a great question then. So I, yeah, because my dad, when I was a kid, he was like, never stretch. Nah, I should. I, I, he doesn't. I'm, I'm just impatient. That's it. I'm impatient. Yeah. You're supposed to, and like all these people that are really serious in all sports, all do it. Some people don't. All right, let's go through the. Let's go through a sport. I'll name an action sport, and you tell me the best that ever did it. Okay. Like okay. The, the Tiger Woods. So we play. We say golf. We're all going to say all Tiger right. Woods, right? All right. So we'll say football is obviously best quarterback. Tom Brady probably ever do it. Correct. We could sure. All, right. I mean, sure. I'd say Aaron Rodgers, yes. but I'm from Australia, so I don't know who Aaron Rodgers is. Sorry. Uh, uh, motocross. Oh, uh, Jeremy McGrath is the one that won the most championships. So it's either him or Ricky Carmichael. Okay. And oh, then James Bubba Stewart is the fastest man in the history of Supercross. So yeah. I shouldn't leave him out. But the person that won the most championships is Jeremy McGrath. And then second is Ricky Carmichael. But freestyle motocross, Travis Pastrana. Right. Travis Pastrana. And then, uh, okay, BMX. Matt Hoffman. Everyone says that, right? Yeah. He's, I saw that documentary on him. All people have done more tricks now, but what he like getting towed in by a dirt bike onto a, f that quarter pipe, dude, that story, he got he, knocked he out. Did, right? He did the first 900. Yeah. He did the first 900. In 91, he did it. Yeah. Pull up Matt Hoffman's 900. Matt Hoffman's an interesting, uh, first interesting BMX dude. contest I ever saw was him and he did a 900 in the contest. And I was like, who is this dude? Yeah. And he's from like Oklahoma or something. Somewhere out there. Yeah, Oklahoma yeah. City. Like the 900, that's, that's, that's Dave Mira. That's not yeah. it. Dave Mira, Dave Mira is, by the way, has made a beautiful transition into he hosting. Passed, he passed away. He passed away. Oh. He did. Who am I thinking of? It was Dave TJ Mira. Lavin. But Dave Mira did that first, yeah, correct? No, TJ Lavin did it first. Uh, he did some stuff for MTV. Dave, yeah, I remember Dave, Dave got Dave the Mira. show Dave one Mira season. passed away. I remember hearing that. I'm sorry. Um, But the towing is the, like a 900 is great, but a he got towed holding a rope, a dirt bike in front of him holding a rope. And then the dirt bike moves out of the way and he hits this quarter pipe that's 20, 30 feet high and yeah. does 20. He started that whole, the whole mega ramp, big air thing. He started it. Dude, would you ever do one of those? They offered it to me. There was a mega ramp when I was doing uh, Travel Channel. The, there's a mega ramp where you clear, you clear the area and then land on the other side. Yeah. yeah. We've done that. Yeah. 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 How doable is that for me? No. <laughs> I mean, if I hit the jump, no. All you Absolutely gotta do is land on my not, knees. Dude, absolutely knees. fucking never. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. I'd you'd be better off just like how 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 viable is it for me to drop in on a ver on a on a half pipe? Same answer. Never. Don't ever do that. Ever. How can I get in? Google. It? Type in the big heavyweight nope, nope, guy. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Type in this big weightlifter guy oh, came to boy, his ramp and boy. dropped in. Type in yeah, big boy, big boy Tony Hawk. Yeah, and then watch. This is what would happen to you, Bert. Oh God, this what is this was, this was a bad day at my ramp. This is what happens when you can't drop in and you drop. Oh, in. <laughs> wait, yeah. what? He broke his uh, ribs, someone, right? Someone punched that video for their own use. Dude, he bounces. Watch this hit. Did he think he could do it? I shot oh, this yeah. right here with my phone. <laughs> Pfft. Wait, did he think he could do it? <laughs> yes. Well. That's what happens, bro. Here's what he happened. Was... He he was warming up on. I have a smaller quarter pipe behind that one, and he was warming up <laughs> on that. And uh, but oh. he kept having his legs were a little too straight each time, and I kept telling him, "No, no, you got to bend your knees, bend your knees." And so he was too excited. He's just like, "Let's just go do it. Let's go do it." 
And then he walked up the stairs and I said, I said, okay, but you know, you got to really bend your knees to stay in contact with the ramp. And he's like, so just commit. I said, that's not what I said yeah. at all. Sounds like that's what I said. Okay, Tony, I'll just commit. And I was like, what? Whose voice are you listening commit. to? I'm not saying commit. <laughs> and then he just went. So he got, did he broke his ribs? No. Oh, he didn't? No. He oh, was okay. fine. Yeah, I mean, he was fine. I don't know. Like a week later, he texted me and said, yeah, I'm good. L- lifting weights again. Want to come back for it? He's, he says he wants to come back. He hasn't, though. He has not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> how, how high is that ramp that he just did? 13 and a half. And that's like regulation? Now it is, yeah. It used to be smaller. Uh, best street skater? I have to say Mark Gonzalez is the pioneer of modern street skating. Right. Um, yeah, I would. I The best street skater is uh, Wait, I, uh, the tattooed guy. What's his name? Oh, Nigel Houston. Yeah, oh, I, think, yeah. I think Nigel Houston. Nigel Houston is, is the, the best modern street skater. Absolutely. But who's Mark Gonzalez? Mark Gonzalez is like, he's kind of created the whole movement even like did one of the first handrails yeah really yeah was he the guy do you remember that blue oyster cult video where it was the guy on skateboard just no okay <laughs> but yeah i mean if you were to ask who's who's the top skater okay say it's not yet for sure what about would you guys know wakeboarding no, <laughs> no. surfing kelly slater it's gotta be kelly slater right yeah. you ever meet kelly slater? What, that one guy yeah, had friends. a one guy had yeah. a wakeboarding game um forgot his name was it pox bonafay no parks bonafay was the sean? greatest i'm friends with him sean oh i know that dude uh, i met that dude when i was my girlfriend at the time when i got written up as rolling stone the thing in rolling stone uh it's how i met johnny knoxville my girlfriend at the time's dad was the uh like vice president of ski nautique and so they sponsored wakeboarders so that's how i ended up knowing a bunch of those guys that were all wakeboarders yeah, because you sound like, can you wake, do you wakeboard? Oh, very well. Very well. Like, probably better than you in a competition. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's my favorite thing to do is tug a tiger's tail. Like, when you find someone that, you know, uh, like, when you, like, we were sparring with an MMA guy, and uh, I'll tell you his name. I'll tell you Wait, his name. you were sparring with an MMA guy? Yeah, 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 what? yeah, yeah. Well, no, you. Travel Channel. And then I, but there's this part of my brain that goes, See if you can knock him out. Like, just take one real swing. Yeah. Just legit. I've knocked. I, no, I've never knocked anyone out. I've knocked people down before. But you like, punch people. Oh uh, yeah, I was a kid, and okay. so not as an adult. Okay, but I was good. like, one swing. Just see if you get. And it's called tugging the tiger's tail. And so, but yeah, I can. I can legit wakeboard. I I got. Uh, see if there's a video of Burt Kreischer wakeboarding yeah, in no. Brazil. I'm Burt Kreischer wakeboarding Brazil. That's where you rip is in Brazil. No, I just they were like. No, in Travel Channel, they were like, they were like, we got a big wakeboarding event. And they were like, they were like no one knows how to wakeboard. And that was my favorite thing. I was like, I'll try it. And they're like, for real? And I was like, I mean, I, I think I can do it. Yeah. And I got up and I started catching legit fucking errors. Wait, could you jump the wake? Of course. Yeah. That's, yeah. I'm not a child. I, I want to, I'm, I don't want to be mean, but bullshit. Uh, <laughs> type in wakeboarding trip, t- uh, trip flip, trip flip. <laughs> Trip flip. It was my it was my travel channel. Oh, show. okay. Trip flip videos are hard to find sometimes. Really- Type in images. You'll see a fucking beautiful man. Uh oh, there we go. Take a look at Burke Chrysler wakeboarding. No, yeah, that-, that I just look at fucking fat tourists. Go back to the other page, Halston. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You just ruin my go scroll down to the middle of my face to the right. Oh yeah. Uh, Type in Burke Chrysler life vest. 
Yeah, no, um, no, no, no. <laughs> Boy, I look like I, have, I need a helmet on. Do you know who Dan Henderson is? I do. The I UFC Dan fighter? Yeah, I know yeah. Dan Henderson. Yeah. I, I started training that. That's the first MMA gym I ever trained at. And yeah. I became friends with those guys because they knew I was a pro skateboarder. So I got to train with the team. So my first three months of any MMA was with those guys. Yeah. And Dan Henderson's like, all right, we're going to be sparring. I'm like, I'm not sparring with you guys. They're like, no, we, we'll be right. Just take it easy. And I'm like, okay. And I remember uh, he's like, you know, just, you know, straight hands, straight hands. And I threw a right hand. And I was thinking the same thing you were thinking. I was like, how strong are UFC fighters? Like if you hit him in the head, do they react? Yeah. So I blasted him in the face and he goes, there you go. He gave me words of encouragement when I punched like, him in the face. Like uh, I, I was like, you know what? Whack. And he goes, there you, there you go. That's a bit more like it. And I'm like, <laughs> is it a bit more like it? You fucking asshole. Now you're baby head. stepping. I love, <laughs> I, love uh, I love being the Cinderella story. Like being the, like, because people don't think I'm athletic and I'm extremely athletic, he oddly is. enough. I'll vouch for that. It's incredible. And so, so I love when people are like, uh, do you play golf? I go, a little bit. And they're like, oh, okay. And then you go out and you fucking drive a green. And they're like, what the fuck did you? And I'm like, oh, I grew up in Florida. We can all do this in Florida. It's one of the weird things about Florida is there was outdoor activities were so big. The only thing I cannot do and have tried my whole life at, and I suck at, and I would love to be able to do is surfing. Yeah, me too. I'm so bad at it. I would. Kind Surfing's of like, a steep learning curve. Yeah. I mean, we did it all growing up and I, Every now and then I could catch a wave, but I could not catch it in a consistent. It had to be the. I had, well, that's part of that. I mean, half the battle is reading the wave. Yeah. And knowing where to be. And it's like the whole battle, really. I feel yeah. like once I'm on and I'm going down it in a stance that's similar to skateboarding, yay. But every other part of surfing, yep, it's hard. I feel like there's a lot of things I feel like if I'd get. This is what's wrong with my brain. I feel like there is a number of sports that if I had been presented to at a young age, I would be a gold medal Olympic <laughs> diving. I remember, I remember thinking like, I just never got into diving. So I was like, I don't want to wear a speedo. Right. Like, but diving. Yeah, you do. Yeah. But now I do. Yeah. When I was a kid, I was like, there was a certain age when I loved wearing a speedo. And then there was a certain age in high school. Where I was yeah, like, yeah. Ah, I'm off. The I quit swim team in ninth grade. Huh. Uh, 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 fencing. I, I did one day of fencing for trip flip. And there's a thing called making someone kiss the button. Is that what it's called? Yes. It's where you fuck with them. And it's, and the guy's like, oh, you're pretty good at making him kiss the button, huh? And I was like, kiss the button. Is that what it's called? Their video of me fencing, fencing. So you're saying that you could have been a gold medal fencer is what you're I saying. Think, After one I think there's, class. first of all, archery, gold medal fencing, um, anything winter sports related. And you're basing this off one time you did it. Hockey. I would have been an amazing hockey player. How long did you play hockey? I never played in my life. I can't ice skate. But had I been introduced and to ice skate, you started this story with "Here's the problem with me." Is it, right, right, so right, I right, right, so right, right. I get it. Had I but been, I like how you're just throwing out random stuff. Like, okay, look this up, and there's yeah. there's no, no evidence place. of any of it. Yeah. Because, oh, so I'd be like, that, I whole, that, that whole wake jump fucking ceased to yeah. exist. I don't know what happened there. Oh, I got fucking find it on my phone. <laughs> Text the fucking the wake. I just got to I got to go to the videos. Here's the thing. Look up, look up, uh, Tony Hawk UFC sparring. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Look at Jason Ellis with hair. <laughs> Let's see if I have a video of me in Brazil wakeboarding. I I have uh, this is our first day. Oh, here you go. Here you go, Jason. How much money you want to put on? Here you go, Jason. It? 
This How is much me. money you want to put What's on that? this? Is me. That he fucking cannot jump the. You can't. It's bullshit. That photo is you getting air. Oh, that counts. Yes, I, 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 I was a photographer. Jump the wake. Do you even know what of jump the I wake? Can. Of course I can. Of course I can. Like, I want to be transition to transition. I can do a three. I can do a one eighty. Easy, <laughs> easy peasy. No, no questions. I can do. I, I bullshit. Wait, you do three sixty like you pass the rope behind you? No, I cannot do that. Bullshit. No, no, no. I think I can. No, I think you I can. can't think. think you can. You can't think. think. No, you can't think. I didn't. We didn't have video back then. I was so good. <laughs> Don't know if you put I your hand behind your back. back. You then. fucking. All right, I'm calling my ex girlfriend. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm calling my ex girlfriend. You're gonna get a verify that you. Jump, jump the wake. wake? Yeah, uh, easily. She Speak knows. Speak your phone. Don't no, no, no. chit chat. Like, I will tell you what she says. Oh, translate the message. No, you. She said, "Look up on Google." She said, "What's a wake?" Bert Kreischer 360 wake. Oh man, <laughs> fucking one eighty. So old, I can't even. I was like <laughs> complaining about. You put your hands behind your back when you do that. Yeah, no, I do that for sure. I probably did that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. First of all. I, I I was saying I was I was like it sucks losing your vision like if I can't I need Look glasses how he now. His ex girlfriend. Uh, who's ex girl? Oh, she's not going to recognize this number. Is it really an old time girlfriend? Yeah. How do you have her number? Hi, Whoa, let's oh. say your name out. Let's take your name out. Let's take your name out. <laughs> fucking blow up her spot. Hey, it's oh, I have calling, a couple wakeboarding you, questions. Can you imagine calling it next, <laughs> Jason? Imagine calling next and trying to verify that you did a trick. No, no, I can't. Uh, uh, or by verify the way, anything because I would take your word for it. Because I'm a man. I, you should <laughs> wait, just take my word for wait, it. Wait, because I'm a man, I have to take your word on a lie. Let's go wakeboarding whenever you want. I will bet money that you've a whole day. I'll do a fucking rally. No, what do you want me to do? Um, that guy Austin that has the, his uh, the celebrity series. No. no. Austin Keen, he's got a celebrity wakeboard series that he interviews people and takes them wakeboarding. I will fucking challenge you to whoever, like, we'll go in the contest. Obviously, yeah. we'll get last and second last, but you're get, I'm getting second last. I guarantee you that. <laughs> I, I bet I get. By the way, jump the wake, my fucking. A you might. You know what? I reckon you. I'll give you this. I reckon you could send your body over the wake, but not, not back on your That's feet. That's even harder. I, am I think easily just land on your face. On yeah, because because you gotta like you lean forward, you lose all your momentum. I'm calling, I'm calling my my. This guy's guy. a fucking lawn dart, ready to go. There's no way you're going back under your feet. I'm calling my sound guy. He was in in Brazil with us. He will verify. <laughs> There's got to be more videos of me doing shit like this. It's weird how there isn't, right? Oh, that yeah. thing is gnarly. <laughs> it's weird. It's like, this thing, it's, this I've lived a real life. You can get beat up. Here we go. Here we go. Thing. Hey, John Sales, Bert, Bert Kreischer, you're on a podcast with Jason Ellis and Tony Hawk, and we have some wakeboarding questions. <laughs> wakeboarding questions. Okay, go ahead. Do you remember, first of all, do you remember me wakeboarding in Brazil? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate you. He didn't even. Oh, it's not even oh, that he did a right. trick. He didn't even do it. He didn't even all right, wait all right, for all right. I love you. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> oh man! God damn it! He obviously Mother was looking fucker. the other way when you jumped the wake. God, he was a sound guy. He's he just no, sound. no, he I don't this. remember you waiting. No, he had his eyes closed. He was listening for a second. <laughs> All right, this is going to be a fucking legit thing. We're going wakeboarding. We're going fucking wakeboarding. Yeah, I get, I get. Look, look at this guy on a wakeboard. He's fucking beautiful. Anybody can stand there and do that. And that looks uh, like it was anybody. twenty years ago. That was not twenty years ago. That was trip flip Brazil. How long ago? Uh, 
You're a lot bigger now than you are in that photo. Sorry, Bert. <laughs> yeah, I, I just... Wow, I'm so, I just told dude, you. I'm sorry to bring it up, but we're I having a contest. I just told you I was the fattest I've ever been. Right, so is that going to help? No, I'm going to... So this contest is going to be in six I'm months I'm losing weight like crazy. Okay. Whenever you want to do it. When, when you're we'll not big. Be in prime shape, because uh, I'm coming. So okay. I'm coming for the trophy. Okay, so then I will, I will line up all my tricks. I will then have oh, a fuck all my off. tricks. You don't have all fucking my tricks. tricks. You, ha- you can't. Wow. I think. Let me see. What? Let me see. This, is what, so this is what I do. Tony, this is what I do. I drag them in slowly. And then when they see it, they go, I never saw that coming. Let's call Tom Segura about tennis. Do you remember the tennis thing that happened to me and Tom? So Tom Segura says, uh, I've been taking tennis lessons. And I just very casually say, I would destroy you. And he goes, Do you play tennis? I said, It doesn't matter. I know that I'm better <laughs> than you. And I would destroy you. And Tom Segura, put, see if you can find it. There's, oh my god! I aced him. I aced him. I got maybe fifty fucking times. Real quick he though, we're talking about Tom Segura, the man that was hospitalized Watch. trying to play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wait, that's yeah, you? Yeah, that's me serving. Yeah, that was bad. He could he could not return a serve, and I just put so much spin on my serve. There we go. That's me playing tennis. I put so much spin on my serve, he couldn't handle it. And then I started hitting fast ones, and his coach, no lie, said he has a div- Division One uh, college serve. I played tennis growing up. I grew up on lakes. You didn't have lakes. You had crocodiles on them. <laughs> yeah, but I grew up on lakes. We still went in them. I was a scurfer. Do you know what that means? It means, you, you, it means sc- you're the kook of the day, no, dude. A scurfer, scurfer. A scurfer was the first generation of wakeboarding. <clears throat> it was a yellow banana yep. board, yep. and we scurfed. I definitely can wakeboard better than you can. It's, it's like a. I was. We were first like generation. I've, I've it's wakeboarded. Like a, it's like a modified. You've, tell speed. me how many times you wakeboarded. Five times. Oh my god! Oh my god! Please call me back. Please I, call me back. I will. I will annihilate you. I jumped now, the wake. I jumped the wake. Me too. First in the first ride. That's what I do. I wake skated and jumped the wake. You know what I do? You like know how many times I wake skated? You know what I like to do? First of all, I like taking off from the dock. Okay, and then I like to do a little a little side just. You know, like that's not a that's not a trick. Not speed a trick. Check. Yeah, yeah, check. yeah, a speed check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what do you proceed to do? Then I, like, I will often I like to kick out uh backside and cut in this way for my first jump. That's my first jump where I clear the way handily. And then I go way this out. And then I go Uncle out where I, I like to go out real far, yeah. even with the boat. Wave hi to my children. Yeah. And then go watch Daddy make you proud. Yes. And that's when I go fucking really high. <laughs> I can't wait for this fucking wakeboarding Dude, this competition. Is, this is like Uncle Rico. He's so full of shit, it's tremendous. I can't believe. And he's, I'm gonna, calling this I can throw a wakeboard right over that mountain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Joe Rogan said to me, quote unquote, you cannot run a marathon. You cannot run a marathon. Okay. I said, I can run a marathon and yeah. I don't have to train for it. Yes, but you and trained. him, Tom Segura. No, I did not. Oh. I went out and partied the night before. I then woke up at five in the morning, showed up at the LA Marathon, and ran the LA Marathon in five hours and thirty-three minutes. Now, trust me when I say, if there's anything I can do, is put my mind to something. Yeah. <laughs> if I've got anything, I will start renting wakeboards and boats everywhere I go for the next <laughs> fucking month. Yeah, I, I will know. only tour in wake-filled cities. <laughs> <laughs> I will rent Sean Murphy, as I think his name, the fucking yeah, yeah, Sean Murphy, yeah. yeah. I will rent Sean Murphy to come out and fucking teach me double ups until you go, and then one day you're gonna go, motherfucker. No, not even close. 
Like everybody can tell you how to do it. You're not going to do it. I, by the way, the only person I would never ask how I can wakeboard is my wife. Cause she'd come out and she's like, he's okay. I mean, <laughs> that's the way my wife is. She's so matter of fact. Well, that actually is intimidating. If she says you're okay, then that means you can wakeboard. All right. I'm calling this bitch. Cause she's hard to impress. Yeah, because she, yeah, she said that he sucked when he didn't really do that bad. And if you can, if she says he can wakeboard, then that means he's turning and carving around. All right, I'm calling. But he's just I'm not going over the wake in the air and landing on his legs. He's not. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Easily, not right easily, now. Easily Maybe in a year from now. But does in, that really count? In, I'm <laughs> like, if you call me in five years from now and you're like fucking 200 pounds, like meet me at the lake. Taught both, <laughs> taught both my daughters how to wakeboard. I like when they the the surfing thing that you do on the wake these days wake yeah surfing. yeah yeah wake skate uh they were like uh we had one and there was like how do we get up on it and i was like i was like i think i can figure this out because it's just like wakeboarding she just lay with your feet on top of it popped up first time murdered it everyone was impressed mm -hmm. a lot of dudes you let go like, of the rope of course come on you do pop shove it pop shove it what's a, what's a pop shove it you know with the Say thing Danny's? like that yeah, yeah. whatever <laughs> oh fucking no you will just say you can do anything. <laughs> Danny. I want to see a Danny. Hey, wait, you named it. You just called a wakeboard trick a Danny? I'll show you a Danny. When, you want to see a Danny? Well, I'll show you a Danny. Why don't you come out to Austin on Thursday and and we'll we'll do it at Aubrey Marcus's house or, or Rogan's house. He they doesn't both. have a wakeboard. Aubrey Marcus, that's all he does. Oh, he does. Yeah, yeah. Wait, he, he only does the surfing one. Yeah, and they are. They look so in shape when they do it. I don't look like that. No, <laughs> well, they, yeah, they, they're really in shape people. Here, I'll show you. A, I'll show you a picture from. Um, oh my god! From that, you know that that what's that wave they wave store they have in All San right, Diego? Google Burt Kreischer tow in surfing. No, uh, you know I I tried to get them to tow and surf me in um, Brazil. And they would, and the guys wouldn't do it. And I was like, yeah. I think I'd be better at tow and surfing than regular surfing. Yes, but they Those think the are, same thing. I think. Those waves are. What if you? What Monsters. happens if you fall? Uh, well, I, yeah, I, I've fallen surfing. Yeah, but in those, those big waves, way bigger. Yeah, no, no, they actually weren't that big. It was wasn't oh, that toe big. into regular surf, toe into regular because oh. I was like, I was like, I wasn't. I, trust me, I'm not. By the way, I talked to Nathan Florence about uh, about toe and surfing at Jaws because I was like, I feel like you could get in and out of there pretty quickly. What is happening? <laughs> like you are really lucky you're married. Like she stops you doing these things, right? I have the most unflattering picture of me in San Diego in that fucking wave pool thing where they just send the wave up and it's a big yeah, wave. Yeah, flow rider. And it, I looked, I thought I looked so yeah, badass. You were just showing videos of that. That thing, that thing can be dangerous. Yeah, I got fucking worked in that thing. Yeah. And the water's only this deep. Yeah, and 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 just and but it's me and it's my belly hanging over <laughs> and I didn't know that that was what it. I thought I was like, take a picture. And they're like, are you sure? <laughs> All right, so when's our, when's our wakeboarding contest? I will beat you whenever you are ready to be beaten. Okay. So I, I love Aubrey. I've got his number. If you really want to go, I'll fly there and destroy you. Okay. Okay. It's ridiculous. I've got to get my arm totally healed. Oh, I want to make sure I'm totally healed. Fucking here we go. I'm, I'm going to be totally so, healed. So in I'll, let five your ribs, years I, I'll let your ribs heal. I'll let your ribs heal. See, that's, that's the difference, buddy. I'll do it right now. <laughs> yeah, you will. I'll you? cry, but I'll make it. Would you do it right now? What's that? Be, enter, enter our contest. Yeah, but I'm not making big claims. Yeah, See, that's what—that's a scary he's, motherfucker. He's not making big claims, and I can already 
tell you from watching him, he's going to win. He can wakeboard and he has a wake a boat. We we I, don't. I, I have cleared the wake, but I'm not going to pull it up on Google right now. Yeah. I, I yeah. I did, I when I cleared the wake, when we cleared the wake, we didn't film it. You know why? Because <laughs> it's not a big deal. <laughs> all right. First of all, okay. Tell me for real. I feel bad. Here's a picture of me wakeboarding. Do you think- Why are you doing that? <laughs> I got on camera. Oh, so- Wait, how- what camera did you get that on? All right, play oh, it. Oh, you motherfucker. All right, we should wrap this up. We should wrap this up. This has been too much fun. This Is, is this been- all just to lead us to see a nude photo of you? Is that like that the, a, the, the whole, whole show? Is not just your, the whole point. It's formulated. Not gave it is. No, it isn't. Yeah, it isn't. That's definitely yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's worse when I looked at it more. It gets it gets way worse if you analyze it. It's just one big ploy. All your claims, everything. It's just so we finally look at your phone. <laughs> hey guys, I brought you here to show. I showed that to Dan Marino. He goes, why? We were doing radio, and I was, and someone was like, Dan Marino, have you seen my dick? No, I said no. I go, they were like, we're asking if you ever take pictures of your dick. I go, I did once, and they go, let me see it. I showed them. They go, what the fuck? And Dan Marino sat down. I just go, hey Dan, you spent a lot of time in locker rooms. Does that look big to you? And he goes, Jesus Christ. All right, this has been a great podcast. Hawk vs. Wolf. Oh my God! Uh, Would you ever really have a Broadway show coming out? Uh, we're working on one. Yeah. Okay. With uh, Mark Mothersbaugh. Who? Mark Mothersbaugh. He was okay. the frontman of Devo. Oh, nice. And composer did, does so many soundtracks. You you already know, but um, yeah, we're working on something that's kind of a story about uh, the outcasts, skaters, punkers. Nice. It's gonna be mega with okay. with skating on stage. Yes. Can I tell you why I think it's brilliant? Why? Um, because I remember going to Broadway as a kid with my sisters and my mom and my dad, and they were like, what are we going to see? And they're like, Annie. And me and my dad were like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And so there's a ton of dads and kids. That that's, are be like, that's what we're, that's what it's we're going It's fucking for. brilliant. Yeah. It's fucking yeah. brilliant. Thank I you. love a good, I love a good angle like that when you think. Hmm. Oh, just could you, the Jason Ellis show exists as well. I should probably get that out. Yeah. yeah. Are you, and you're doing it just weekly now? Yeah, I do the Patreon thing as well. So I okay, do, you do Patreon as I well. I do two Jason Ellis shows on Patreon and two solo shows by myself and then the Jason Ellis Show podcast. Jason Ellis Show podcast. And uh, do you have any big stunts coming up? Any big what? Any big stunts coming up? Uh, the next stunt is I jumped off a, out, of, out of a buggy off a motocross jump onto my skateboard onto a landing ramp. And I the landing ramp was really bad. And I... Uh, ended up just eating shit a bunch of times yeah. and Tony's like, we need to make that and you need to make that trick. So really? that's probably my next thing is, and I'm going to get him to drive it. Cause I think it's makes more sense. But we got to figure out, we got to, we got to, yeah. Cause you got to do it right. If you we gotta coordinate it, right, it. Yeah, you get hurt. So, uh, last question, not last question, probably, but last question. You, you, you fought with Lewis. You, you tugged the tiger's oh. tail. Yeah, yeah. And I've been curious about this Lewis uh Jason Ellis fight. Yeah. Uh how how did he feel? What did you feel? Yeah, he felt he felt good. Felt like uh you know, if we had a real pro MMA fight that I would win. Yeah. So I kind of feel like that's what's going to happen, but if you're not really good, you can lose. So I'm taking it very serious. Yeah, when's that fight? When's that fight happening? Summertime. Cuz he wanted to, he wants a crowd. That's the other thing. He wants like all these things because I can tell it's a one-time deal. 
I'm like, I'm doing this after the fight. Like, I do this. It's yeah. what I do. Do you know who? J do you know who? Um, Luis J. Gomez is. No. Uh, I have to give props where props are deserved. One of the most fucking groundbreaking dudes in this business. What he's done uh, is overwhelming. They just did a big event. Skankfest. Skank I was there. Fest I did Alice yeah, Mania at it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's dude. He's, his thing is awesome. Yeah. He's he really is like. If you ever get an invitation to get on Skank, at Legion of Skanks, I would definitely do it. I'd bring Jason with you. I did the you. naked roast. You did the naked roast? Yeah. I'll do it. I mean, I, I just clearly, Yeah, I no, it. clearly. You're doing it <laughs> <Clearly>. right, too. <laughs> I, I did. I I walked out and the because I was trying to pee uh, real quick because I felt like I need to piss before the show. So I'm naked in the green room and there's two uh, female security guards are looking through the curtain. So I stood between them. And, and I was like, man, I need to piss. She's like, why don't you just pee in a cup? And I'm like, would that be okay? She's like, yeah, it's fine. So I'm standing between these two girls peeing in a cup. And then the guy on the mic goes, you you know, you've seen him on the Jason, Jason Ellis. And I'm like, oh, you're in, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like trying to get all the pee to come out. And then I finally get it out. And I put the, throw the cup in the trash and do like a, a wick flick thing, like yeah. pee going all over my legs and stuff. Flick. And then just walk out and- uh i'm doing i'm doing good down there so everyone just sort of is like whoa because there was a lot of micro dicks on stage i got one of those no you what the, then what's that that's it, not your dick a, is it i'm a grower not a shower that's wait so you showed me a fucking chubbed up <laughs> no one presents it unchubbed it's like well, bringing out a thanksgiving turkey already cut you're like no i want to show you what it looks like and then i'll carve it over here who the fuck's in my backyard anyway let's um, get him the, but it's not uh, as bad as I thought it would be. I thought yeah. it'd be way worse, but it turns out because skanks are just super cool. The very cool group of comedy fans, and yeah, and and, and they are they're supportive in the right way that comedy fans should be, where they love to hear you get your balls bust. Yeah, they love to bust balls, but deep down, but inside, they're kind-hearted. They yeah, they're kind-hearted people. Yeah. And, and and I can't say enough about Lewis. I got to say Dave and Jay because it's Legion Dan Soder, all those Dan guys, Soder, awesome, all those man. guys. But it really is fucking interesting um no, they were the nicest like they treated i was like wow this is really you guys your fans everybody is this is a really amazing thing that you have they're it, very lucky it's over i'm i'm a little i got i watched it and i i was just like that it's a fucking really big deal a really big deal and i think i really honestly think guys like us who have at one point in our lives uh been in a place where you're like well fuck what what's my next move I think you look at a guy like Lewis and go, that's that you you respect that uh, yeah. and you know immensely. So. There's a lot of hustle involved. Well, in that. Uh, I gotta say, I appreciate both of you coming on, Jason. You know, I, I love you and I've I love you, known too, you forever. Dude. And that and video the, thing where you said that I said that you're a moron, <laughs> don't I love you? I know, I know. And I, I know, hope that I didn't come off like no, I, no, you're was, not a moron. <laughs> I, I was going through it. I was going through it. It was more period. of a reverence that it's so like him yeah, yeah. I'm, i freely call myself a moron all the time i am a moron i am a moron okay, I've, I've, i know, I just but decided to just catch a video you. where i'm saying that i don't because it was a lot of praise and yeah no, you might well, have I've, been a drunk moron as well i am a drunk moron it was also he's awesome i appreciate it i appreciate it and 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 obviously tony i played your game so much that that played that game so much right when i had kids he could probably beat you at it tony <laughs> uh no i couldn't play it right now See, I'm pretty realistic in my. <laughs> He's gonna say afterwards. I could totally beat him. Pull up or crash your TSPS. <laughs> I gotta get Travel Channel. It's, you know what it is? It's all on Discovery Plus now. 
And so oh, okay. I, you guys go sign up for Discovery Plus, <laughs> and you can watch me wakeboard. You'll see him fly on a wakeboard. There's going to be there. one fan yeah. that goes. I know. I know the type of people that listen to this. It's going to be Mr. Clavicle, uh, Chase Lapard. It's going to be one of those guys that will de- get Discovery Plus. I remember telling one time this time I face fucked Michael Ian Black like totally naked, and I was like, "You'll never find the video." But I face fucked, I face fucked Michael Ian Black on a board table with my naked dick, and I pulled his face into my junk, and then did a backspin and stuck it. And I was like, I was like, and and I I was like, no one's ever going to see this video. I can't find it. And then fucking these guys found it. Awesome. And so so guys, will you get on it? I need some videos of me doing badass shit. Um, <laughs> Thank you guys. Congratulations on the thank podcast. And, and 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 for real, thank you for doing this. Thanks episode. for having this us. This is a blast. Oh my God. I like hey. hey, it's Burt Kreischer. You're in the room with Tony Hawk and Jason Ellis right now, okay? Okay. How good am I as a wakeboarder on a scale of one to ten? No, hang on. Don't put pros in the book. Okay. Just regular I mean, skateboarders. Wave wakeboarders. You, wakeboarders. You can get up and ride around the lake. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.